Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have what a, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. You, no, no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline. And deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 154 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and I guess we're sitting in my garage again. <laughs> What's up, Charles Hedlund? Uh, not much, man. What's going on? Nothing, man. Another beautiful night. Yeah, it's a little warm. It is a little warm. I was kind of digging those cooler nights that we had. We had some good nights. I had some pants, I had a jacket on, you know. Not tonight. It's I'm, coming back. I'm sweating a little bit, though. I just looked at the weather. It's coming back. Next it? week, like... uh. Oh, shoot. I don't remember what day it's coming in, but we're going to have 40s in the night. Oh, boy. I know. Just in time. 2B season's coming in next Supposed Saturday. Supposed to be like high of 73, low of 49 That's or 51 perfect. or something like that. Perfect deer hunting weather. Beautiful. Yeah. Are you Today going? Was, am I going next next weekend? Yeah. No. No? It's my anniversary weekend, so. Oh, well. We'll probably be somewhere else, but that week I will most likely not. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going or not. At but, all down there? I, well, I'm, I'm going to go. I don't know if I'm going to go next weekend or not. I Probably the weekend oh, I, after. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Just to get at least one set. You have to. I'll call up old a damn Rayhar and see what he's doing. There you doing. go. Good call. He might go down with you. Last time I called him, dude, he worked until midnight and then <laughs> drove and slept in the parking lot. <laughs> that kid's a nut. He is a nut. He's down for anything all the time. It's ridiculous. Love him for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's been my turkey partner over the last couple springs. I mean, like. Yeah, it's a good, dude. good kid. Good dude. But I'm excited, man. It, to say that we could technically be hunting next weekend is just, it blows my mind. I'm not ready. I'm not ready either. I'm not ready. <laughs> I can't tell you a year where I've shot my bow less than I have this year, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, I have. Definitely. I've shot quite a bit this year. I've shot plenty, but I usually I'm like every single night I'm shooting. It's That's coming. That's coming. Yeah. I ordered a new Aider tonight. I had to get it. Holy I thought shit. I ordered it, and apparently I did not. So okay. I ordered it tonight, and hopefully it's in in time. So you're going to run the Aider from your sticks? Yes. Bottom stick? Bottom stick only. So it's going to be a fixed Aider or movable? Um, I got the bottom step loop, so technically fixed. Okay. I didn't. Cool. I don't need a movable Aider, but I'll be good for now. Yeah. Yeah. Back I with still have gear. one. Nice. I still have one that I haven't used since I used a lot of edge stuff that clips onto the step, and mm -hmm. you just keep taking it up with you. There you go. I like but it. I don't need that anymore. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's take care of some business real quick. Real and then quick. We can yeah. get into the uh, the episode. Yeah. You're wearing some uh, some nice gear right oh, now. Do you like those? I do like that. Oh, I need to order some new t-shirts too. They got some bad. Yeah. Did you see the new Elk and Bear t-shirt they had? Uh, I didn't, but I like the uh, the topographic one. Pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And then the one with the mule deer on it. We're talking about Scree, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Scree. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> 
It's just it should be known. It should be known. We're obviously yeah. talking about Scree yes, gear. we're talking about Scree gear. Yeah, you got some new Scree gear this past week. I did indeed. You're right. I just delivered some Scree gear to our guests too, as well. But hey, um, <laughs> I got the uh, the new Venture Flex pants, mm-hmm. which are probably the most comfortable pants I've ever worn in the outdoors ever. Uh, they they wear very very light, but I will also say that I went through some you know some briar and I did not get torn up. That's you what you're saying. Like the Uinta pant. You wear them through Briar, you're going to come back with some blood. But these, not so... And I didn't bust through them. Like, they just drug across the pants. Well, they're not brush pants. Yeah, they're not brush pants. By any means, let's make that clear. They are not brush pants. They are very nice, lightweight, flexible. They wear great. They put so much more room in the hips and in that area that makes it very, very comfortable. Uh, I have the Guardian the Beanie. Dude, unbelievably (laughs) warm. 100% getting one of them. Unbelievably warm. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I also got the 300 gram uh, merino wool gator, mm-hmm. neck gator. Yeah. So that combo for me is going to be the 300 neck gator rolled up over the ears, hat on, rolled up above the ears. Yep. Because, I mean, if it's super, super cold, I might pull them down below the ears if, if you know, they're getting tingly. But I don't I don't see you needing Dude, that, it's so warm. I was sweating in them the other day just throwing them on real quick in the house it was also 80s i was in the house ac <laughs> okay <laughs> it was a brisk 68 to 70 degrees oh in my house Oh my yeah money bags over here <laughs> <laughs> i know thing runs constantly i got like the oldest windows in the world it's so bad <laughs> stupid no, all my money funny. goes into scree gear and not windows don't well. tell my wife please she won't listen <laughs> Other than that, buddy, I know uh, pretty soon here we'll be tuning up some broadheads too, making sure they're still flying good That's for the right. year. Touching them up, I, I really don't have to worry about them flying good. I, I just need to go ahead and make sure that they're all nice and sharpened and cleaned up and all the blood and uh, you know lungs and hearts off them. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good problem to have. Could, yeah, there could be some dirty ones from last year. I mean, I, I like it. I think I zipped five of them last year. So I didn't shoot one this year, and I should because I changed a couple things on my bow, and I'm going to, but... Man, last year they were, yeah, solid, spot on, yeah, spot on. So go check them out, uh, VIPArchery.com. Order you some broadheads, get them quick. Season's coming. A lot of places people are already just dropping deer like crazy. So, show. Sure. Speaking of which, shout out to our boy Lock Wheeler for putting one down in uh, Kentucky, oh, old Kentucky, old Kentucky. Nice velvet, his first velvet buck. Congrats, yes. Lock. Super cool, badass. I text him after the fact and talk to him a little bit about it it's pretty cool that's awesome man also also scree just came out with their latest podcast did they he revamped it man and he's talking nice. all about his velvet buck and he was down there with uh i think viral outdoors is what their name was i think i thought it was like released outdoors or something i think it's or, viral i don't know it was one of those but it was something <laughs> yeah they i just literally listened to his video where he said it he announced it on there it was on the youtube uh video they did drop the the hunt already on their YouTube channel, so you can watch that. It's a pretty cool hunt. I can dig that, man. I just listened to it earlier, and I can't Yeah, I can't remember which one. I thought it started with an R, but I could be wrong. You might be right here on this one. But, yeah, I did also see that they posted that they were podcasting. I just didn't know which podcast for sure, because Locke's a part of, like, three different podcasts. It does start with an R. I thought what viral. Is- it's rival. rival. Rival TV. I was close. Good dudes, Ish. apparently. They the two of ours awesome. together is rival team they should have yeah. known that the listeners should know that the two of us together makes one <laughs> that's awesome all right awesome. enough with the biz i don't think uh anybody else from this podcast killed yet that i know of Mm-mm. so but hopefully soon, soon. <laughs> soon. 
And to help with that, maybe the guy sitting across from us, we do have a guest here live from, uh, I don't even know exactly where exactly your area would be considered <laughs> in Pennsylvania. I don't want to say Clarion or Dubois or make it wrong. So Mikey Fennel, Grip and Grin, not your first appearance on the podcast, but first live. First live, yes. How definitely. we doing, man? How's Good. it going? Good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Where the hell are you from again? <laughs> North of Butler, that's North all I know. The, we'll just call it Catanning. Catanning? Catanning. Okay. Catanning works. All right. All I know right. Catanning. I like it. That's the easiest one. Yeah. You start saying Ford City or McGran, which was the town that I was. Okay. You know, I know Ford City. I know Ford City, too. I do, yeah. And you'd be amazed at the people that don't. Yeah. You say Catanning, they know right where you're at. Hmm. You say Ford City, which is one and a half miles down the river. <laughs> no Nobody way. knows where you are from. So. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. McGran. Yeah. McGran. Well, thanks for making the trip in, dude. Absolutely. I'm glad I'm, to have you right across the table. Man. I am happy to be across the table. We've yeah. been talking about this one for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, Definitely been looking forward to this. So You're one of our uh, stone cold, always calling in podcast kind of guys. Dude, I mean, we're hunting buddies, right? I that's like right. it, man. I mean, that's, right. that's what, that's what that's you're what you supposed do. to do. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I um, love that. We got a we got an awesome thing going yep. down here in Allegheny, and uh, looking forward to that, uh, as I do every year. Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty quick. Very quick. Yeah. Very quick. What are you guys thinking? Like the 19th? Well, I was kind of preluding to that What is that? Like a Tuesday? Uh, probably. <laughs> you know, we have a we have a little bit of a method to our madness that would have could have worked last week or last year, and even the year prior to that, because we've never been down there together for the opening day, as far as I no. recall. Nope. Yeah. So typically, Mikey and I like to let all the nutsos go in opening day. Yes. And push all the deer all over freaking tarnation. And then we sneak in on this little sneaky spot that we <laughs> won't tell anybody about. And by <laughs> then, where it is. yeah, <laughs> usually the deer kind of get funneled back there. And then if we get lucky enough, Mike shoots trees while we're together. Yeah. that That's happened before. <sighs> Unfortunately. I think there's a video of it. There is. It's buried it somewhere. I'm a fan of it. <laughs> hey, I mean, it was awesome. What you couldn't have asked for a better night in the tree. I mean, you couldn't have, other than the result. But I mean, for me, those hunts down there are just brushing out the cobwebs. Yeah, right. Get the right. gear together. Make sure your camera stuffs and you know, and check. You know, I typically use my saddle down there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that down there for me is just my fail safe. Yes. Make sure everything goes right, and if it doesn't. What do I do to fix it before my season opens up home? Mm-hmm. If I get to shoot a doe, great. That's always a plus to you. Yeah, if I don't, that's okay too. Yeah, it's all um, gravy. I think that's the best thing you can possibly do though. Like we're very lucky that we live close enough to be able to do an early season like that. And from the very get-go, ever since we've been going down there, that's kind of what we've used it as. Go down, like you said, get all of your equipment in order and just knock off the cobwebs, man. Because you guarantee if you don't do that, the first sit in the woods, you're going to be digging through your backpack. Where'd I put this? Where'd I put this? You get all that out of the way. And that little cherry on top of maybe killing something would yeah. be awesome. You know what's funny about that is we're talking about knocking the cobwebs off and getting everything in order. The only reason we're sitting here talking to Mike right now today oh. is that he forgot something <laughs> on his hunt down there. I love it. <laughs> it is, is the, literally the only reason we ever came in contact with one another. That's it. What'd you forget? Some kind of strap. A tether. I forgot my tether, tether. in the tether. truck. Yeah. And uh Were you there on time? I was on time. Were you there I not was, on time? Fuck no. I was in and back <laughs> out. And he was just getting ready to go in. 
I come burning in from work. Yeah. Late is all hell. No clue where I'm going. I had a couple ideas where I wanted to be. I come burning in. He's sitting on his tailgate. Well, that's kind of odd because I know I'm late. He shouldn't be sitting on his tailgate. And normally I would have just jumped out. Hey, what's up? And he just left. I just felt like being talkative that day. Just come up. Hey, man, what's going on? Nothing. He's like, I was in there and I forgot, you know, my tether rope. And I just started saddle hunting, I think, the year before. It maybe. I was like, well, I got an extra one. You want it? He's like, no, I have it. It's right here. I just, I was way back in there and I forgot it. So I had to come back to the truck and now I'm just hanging out here. And I was like, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'm going to go in here at a spot that I just, I might get a chance at something. I have no real confidence, but I'll tell you what, you had right over here, like 300 yards. I said, we've had some good luck over there and the deer come uh, back and forth and yep. you might get on a doe. And I think you did end up hunting over there, didn't you? Or you ended up scouting it? I went in and breezed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, it was late. It was already late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew where I was going that I was only going to get a deer if it was going to be last, last light. So I wasn't too worried about it because I probably maybe had an hour of light, maybe by the time I was set up. But I was like right on the edge of this big private field. And I mean, in reality, I didn't expect to see anything. It was kind of like an observation wannabe hunt and it didn't pan out at all. That I didn't happened. see shit. That's putting it mildly. That was my first time down there ever so you want to talk about frustration yeah i get the whole way in there after studying those maps and it's like you forget probably if not one of the most critical pieces to a to a saddle setup yeah <laughs> and i have to walk the whole way back out i was not very happy yeah um, what do you do it's part of it dude ah, look fate i know we probably talked about it on here before but our first ever sit down there was also an absolute shit show oh was, yeah, was that our first uh archery hunt down there i think period no because we were in there rifle season remember i told well me and anthony were you weren't no, and i, I told you yeah i was like hey look oh, this trail comes right up out of this bottom i can get us down in there no problem it is freaking it's beaten to the ground trail. yeah yeah it was in the winter time during mm-hmm. rifle season you come september on the opener and you're trying to do it in the dark, we crashed and burned through that place. Not to mention, I don't know if you remember this, speaking of working out the cobwebs, my headlamp was dead. <laughs> yeah. Dead, dead, dead. So I'm following him through absolute brush, getting smacked in the face by his limbs because <laughs> I couldn't see him coming. And it was a nightmare. We heard deer blowing. Uh, dude. We busted two dozen deer that day. Easy. And Easy. we still almost got them. And we still almost got just because of the nutty Because the nutty buddy yeah. trick. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. I'm going to have to ask about that one later. You don't know the you nutty know. buddy trick? I don't know that I do. Okay. Oh, boy. Buddy. Well, this is two episodes in a row. That, or, no, this will be the first, technically. Are you a fan of nutty buddies? I I mean, Are anything you? with peanut butter, you can mm-hmm. you can find me snacking on. Okay. Okay. Well, you're in good company then. Little Debbie's my homegirl, so... When you Those break out the either. old nutty buddies, there's a magic trick that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It summons deer. It does. Use it wisely, but it is a deer attractant. I might have to sneak this one into my back pocket then. Yeah. 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 Which you know. I'm sure we'll get into in a little while. Yes. But. Yeah. The, the nutty buddy trick, I'm telling you right now, I couldn't count the amount of times that I had one of them and opened it up. Boom. Here come deer. Interesting. I got to put it down. Actually happened on that hunt. It happened on that hunt. We were, <laughs> we had busted all those deer. Um, I don't know if we even, we didn't see anything all morning long. <laughs> no. Not a deer. We didn't see a freaking deer. And we're sitting up there and I'm like, ah, 
here comes the mad, and he's probably like from here to the other side of the garage away from me, maybe a little farther. And I'm showing him the nutty buddy, like, here we go. Open that thing up. Start eating. I think you opened yours up. Did you have one? I did. You had one. Opened yours up. We both started eating them. I kid you not, I'm halfway through and I look back and there's three dough coming across the hillside right at us. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dude. I'm like, oh my God. Put put it down, grab the bows, get, try to get the cameras on. I think we were trying to film at the time. Oh yeah, we were. And it was just a mess. They ended up coming in and like betting 60, 70 yards away from us. They just laid down on the side of the hillside. I'm like, well, it didn't get them all the way in, but it did get them to show up. It got them to show up, man. That's a start. Yeah. yeah it is. Nutty buddy. We got to quit giving that trick out. I'm going to have to yeah. remember this one. Yeah. I'm telling you. Well, man. they're great snacks, too. So they even are. if you don't see a deer at the end of the day, you still win because you, you had a nutty buddy and you got to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Although Austin, for years, called me a psycho for how I eat my nutty buddies. I still think you're a psycho for eating. And that's that. fine, but I had somebody on the podcast back me one time, I remember. You got to crack them apart. Yeah, I can't do that. I can. You have fingerless gloves on. Why I can't know. you do it? <laughs> Because you get chocolate on your face. Yeah, and then you got to hold your release. Yeah, that's the best Some part. of us at this table have a really hard problem with that. <laughs> that's the best part, man. You got to... It's like I just, Cheeto I does. really just threw myself under the bus there, but... <laughs> you sure did. That will not happen again. I solved that problem. Oh. So anyways... Enough about back, us. Yeah, getting Enough back to us. it. So fate, fate brought us together because Mike here forgot his tether rope on a hunt. I ended up talking to him, gave him that suggestion, came back out, didn't even notice... Went to the gas station because I never have gas all we, ever. And I pulled into the gas station where there's actually light. And there's a freaking cart on my windshield, I think, or on my door. Stuck in your... Stuck in my door, like right? Your, like the window. Yeah, the window. On your door, yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's a freaking grip and grin card. Let's go. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, that's badass. And I don't, I don't think if you left a note or anything. But I think I did because you maybe texted you me. Yeah. So I had to have left one because mm-hmm. you had my number, yeah. And I was like... That's freaking cool. Like, that's pretty awesome. That was also the year that I was getting every note on my truck every time I went hunting. It was ridiculous. Like, police, Mike, uh, angry landowners. Actually, not landowners. Angry people that think they own land. That's happened to me. (sighs) Three in one year, and then that's it. That was the only year I ever did it. But I got it, and I was like, okay. So then we reached out, and here we go. Since then, we've hunted down there every year together. I think this will be... Three? Three. Year three. Because the first year we did it, um, we... I mean, realistically, this is four years, but this will be the third year we've hunted. That f- The fourth year would have been the year that we met. Correct. Correct. Yes, because you killed, I missed, and now this year. Yep. So, three years running. And I look forward to it oh, every year. Oh, that's right. I killed that one walking in with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that deer. Yeah. Literally walks. Holy shit. I mean, no joke. From us to the wall. It followed us in. <laughs> he shoots it at like 15 yards. Deer runs down the hill and dies. Like, I'll bet he had a nutty buddy in It might pocket. have been open in my pocket. I, <laughs> I didn't see him open it if he did, but uh, yeah. Dude, I totally Yeah, this will be the third year the we're, we're down year. there together. And it's awesome. I mean, every year we've been down there. I mean, even the year we met, it's an awesome story. Mm-hmm. You know, the following year where you go down and kill one. I should have killed one last year. That damn sapling. But anyway, not uh, only that, you were at full draw like four, four times. times. <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah. Like literally, we're talking with steps, just steps. Sometimes one little like branch hanging down. Like, that just, just freaking happens, man. Yeah, yeah we had deer all over us. We did last year. We were covered in deer. That's a good even spot. the even the year before the year that you killed that one. Yeah, even, even after, after that. Killed, yeah, 
You we climbed the tree twice. I think I was at full draw two or three times. That was mm-hmm. the year that I dropped my release out of the tree. Yeah. With yeah. a deer at 25 yards. Cat's out of the bag now. I, oh, yeah. I mean, it was out of the bag the last time. But <laughs> so I, uh, I had, it's funny because I had shot my deer. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's done. You're obviously up. We don't even have to discuss who's going to be shooting at this point. So I'm up with my camera gear and everything, and the deer's coming in, and I hear tink, thud. Oh, went, dude. Did. Did what my I heart just, just sank. <laughs> I was like, did I? Do you carry a backup? Yes. Oh, good. But. But. <laughs> it was buried. Yeah. And, you know, I shoot uh, I shoot attention 100% of the time, like a true back tension. I know so many people tell me not to do that, but I, I'm on a different level when that thing is in my hand. I just am. I've never had an issue with it when hunting, going off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I carry. Yeah, you know, I carry typically it's just a hinge or an index, whichever yeah. one I'm feeling that year's in my backpack, but I can no longer drop my handheld. It is now tied to my bino harness. <laughs> we'll never hit the ground again. That's actually a good idea. Dude. I will show you. I have I actually I made it. I just made a little three strand braid out of paracord and two key rings. Yeah. And it it took me a little bit to get the length right because mm-hmm. it is attached to my harness. Yeah. So. It needs to be long enough that I can draw with it and everything and not be in the way. Right. Um, that was the hardest part. Other than that, super slick. Because even if I do drop it, it's only going the length of the tether, which is 15 yeah. inches maybe. Right. Which happens to be right at your belt. Dude. You know, I'll show you. I have it in the truck. It's, it, why did I not think of it before? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, but it's funny how stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. Something has to happen and you're like, okay, what can I do to fix it? And that's it. Yeah. That was Luckily, it. That was it. We were in 2B hunting doe, basically. When it yep. happened, no harm, no foul. Yep. He's reaching, trying to find his other one through his backpack. I'm undoing mine off my wrist going, here, take this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give him my I release. was at full draw with his release <laughs> back to the steps thing. I think we needed one or two steps mm-hmm. for this deer to clear a tree, and oh, she never gave man. it to us, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, awesome <laughs> stories down there and memories that neither one of us will ever forget. Oh, yeah. There's a video of me dropping it. I actually kicked the release mm-hmm. because if I didn't, it would have hit my platform. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literal kick safe. Yeah. Uh, I just remember going, is that what I think that was? Yes. Yes, it <laughs> <He's> was. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. was my release. Who is this guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm immediately taking mine off. Like I've, I don't need mine. Here's like I've, teamwork, dude. Like I've yeah. never done this before. And <laughs> now, ima- uh, we, good enough story that we're sitting here telling it, but imagine if it would have worked. Mm-hmm. It would have been ridiculous. That would have been even yeah. better. If you'd you have know, shot a deer with my release. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, that would have been freaking awesome. That's odd. That, like, that reminds me, I can't think of what channel it is, but I watched it on YouTube a thousand times. This guy, he hunts with his girlfriend. Shoots absolutely humongous deer. It was the buyers. It Kay- was the buyers. Yeah. That's exactly Caleb who it was. and Taylor buyers. Yeah, yeah, man. That one came in on his side and he was filming. They did that twice, I think, back to back years. You're Two years right. in a row. You're right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about this. He took her little bow. He practices with her bow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the draw length is tiny. And he's like literally like this. Freaking smokes it, dude. Smokes it, dude. Big, big Because he didn't have a he was filming, he didn't have his bow, he didn't which have his she bow. did. And the deer came in where she couldn't shoot him and he could. And yeah. Like, okay. I remember that now. Yeah. Two Taylor. years in a row. Yeah. You're wow. Right. Yep. Unreal, could man. Can you imagine? Like, not a lot of people can do that. I, I do that with Sierra's bow. I do do that because a lot of times in certain situations, she knows that there's deer that I have dibs on. Like, time, effort. Yeah. Like, and kudos to her. She's like, I, I'm not going to shoot them. 
Yeah. And more times than not, I mean, sometimes I take my bow when she's up to bat, but like I do make it a point just in case. Mm-hmm. I can shoot her bow pretty well. Yeah. That's good, man. It doesn't take much, you know, to figure it out. I mean, look through the peep, yeah. but yeah. it is a feel thing. You do need to at least try. Absolutely. Yeah. I can only imagine her draw length's got to be a lot right. too. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I shot my nephew's bow too at times because he was like, oh, this bow isn't it. And I didn't hit like dead on. I was like, you know, three, four inches high or whatever, but I'm stacking arrows. Yeah. So if you got that figured out, you, you know, lay it in there. Yeah. You definitely dial it into yourself. Yeah. And I'm who sets up their setups to shoot 40 or 50 yards. I mean, she's right. pulling 40 pounds maybe. Yeah. So if I can hit a paper plate at 20 yards, even if it is with her bow. Mm hmm golden hand it on over yeah given the opportunity (laughs) i mean (laughs) yeah i mean even now though too you could pretty much always take your bow with where you're at with your recurve because that thing weighs next to nothing Uh, sure it is so compared to other recurves and i'm just going to use my dad's is my comparison it's heavy okay and he will be the first one to tell you that but in my defense i like to think i'm like a hybrid because i shoot both yeah Mm. and i I would pick up either one on any given day and be just as confident as I was with the other. Um, and I think that's where that comes in because I have added weight to the recurve that almost makes it feel like my compound. Not to that extent weight-wise, but yeah. it's definitely heavier than your typical traditional setups. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's all wood or whatever it may be. I mean, this is a machined riser, the whole spiel. I mean, you... I could, the the design of that riser was made to be a hybrid target and hunting riser. So you could throw a set of limbs on it on Saturday and go hunt, change your set of limbs on Sunday and go stand on the target line. That was the design behind the riser. Um, I love that thing. I don't change my setup. My 3D setup is my hunting setup. When it comes to my traditional equipment, I've ran the same setup since I bought it or got it, I should say. Sierra bought it for me for Christmas last year, so. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Huge shout out to her there. Yeah. I, <laughs> there you go. I love that thing, man. Yeah. I, I have spent so much time with that bow this year. I could probably count on my two hands how many times I picked my compound up. It's almost scary mm-hmm. how wow. much time I put into that bow. And that's what I was alluding to earlier. Yeah. I, I'm almost more confident with that in my hand right now than I am my compound. And I never thought I would say that. Yeah. Ever. And my dad gets on me all the time. I'm going to make you a trad guy yet. You may, you may, but I, I'm, I don't know that I'll ever put the compound down entirely, but I have, and I'll be the first one to tell you spent way more time with that bow and that setup this year out to, I mean, I can shoot out to 30 accurately. I put that in, you know, quotations, 25 and in money, yeah. 25 yards is point on. Yo, oh, so if go. I cover up the vital with the tip of my arrow and let it eat, as long as I get into my back and do everything that I'm supposed to do right. Game over. I mean, I'm shooting, gr- he's seen, oh, he's seen the pictures, dude. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm shooting pop sands, you know, bottom of pop can, four arrow groups with that thing at 25 yards. Like it's nothing. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. You know, like, it, like I'm shooting my compound almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's been impressive. He's been sending me Snapchats, like literally he's the one that makes me feel guilty about not shooting as much as I do. Um, because he's literally every night just sending me videos, like just arrows stacked in one after another, after My another, man. like, yeah. fuck you, Mike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I, I screwed broadheads on just for the first time just the other night. And I mean, 
lighted knock last light mm-hmm. you know i mean you guys probably saw it Doing posted, the scenario. It on, posted it on instagram yeah like just to see and i really wanted to see my arrow flight like i know these arrows shoot good i've shot them through paper like with field tips the whole spiel but we're getting to that time where it's like okay i want to know my broadheads are doing the same thing yep. i don't have to change my sight picture or anything right and i i luckily i don't just in the laser man that lighted knock was so i mean I slowed it. I took it in slow-mo, but then I put it on a computer and slowed it down some more. And it's like, I, I can't get it any better than what it is. Yeah. And laid it right in there. I mean, last light, one arrow, the usual scenario. And couldn't be happier with, with that setup right now. I really couldn't. That's beautiful, man. Oh, yeah. Well, with that being said, I know you've mentioned that you were going to bring the compound with you to that hunt whenever we do it. Any reason you don't want to take the the recurve because uh, i mean in all reality that spot 30 yards is probably pushing our max i mean there's a couple yeah. lanes we had we probably yeah. shot to a hundred thousand yards but you can't drop your release i know you, you can't <laughs> you can't do that this is true um no i guess there's not really a reason um i've never done it down there yeah and i feel like i, I feel like i'm overdue down there we've been so close so many yeah. times yeah. and uh i don't know i guess there's still in the back of my mind, like I could have that. Like last year, that was a forty-yard shot. Mm-hmm. I could still have that scenario, and I don't want that to be the reason. Not that that's the end goal down there, right? Is to fill a tag, but who doesn't want to fill a tag? Oh, definitely. You know, so yeah. I don't want to take that away from us because that's not something we get to do all the time, right? You know, you and I are lucky if we get down there once or twice together. Every year, and then after that, we go our separate ways. We do our own thing. Yeah, we talk every day mm-hmm. for however many months, <laughs> yeah. but it's just, I don't know. I think that's probably the biggest reason, just knowing that I can, whatever we have to do, I'm going to be able to do it down there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's probably the biggest reason, but when it comes to a conf, it's not a confidence thing or anything like that at all, no. Yeah. It's just an opportunity, whatever presents itself. Yes. Feel a little better with the yep. compound. I feel like Rafiki right now. Rafiki. It is time. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely getting there. Yeah, it is getting there. Time for you to take that bad boy down because I guarantee if you take the compound, you're going to have one come into 20 yards broadside. <laughs> That's normally how and it works. And you're going to be so mad, dude. Yeah. You know, and I say that, I say that, my dad says that, well, like, oh, you know what's going to happen, which typically how it works but I don't know that that would make me mad down there. Yeah. yeah right. Going down there to kill a doe, you put some meat in the freezer early, everything's good. Two weeks from then, my season opens up home. I can carry whatever bow I want whenever, mm-hmm. you know. I could I could wake up Saturday morning and be like, okay, I'm going to take my recurve. Saturday night, I could be like, no, nah, I'm going to take the compound. <laughs> it, yeah. But I have that confidence in either setup right now. I could text you in the morning and say, which bow do I take today? <laughs> and go off of your response. I'm just... I'm at that level with both setups, yeah. and uh, I haven't shot my compound nearly as much, so I guess the confidence isn't the same in a way, but it is. I know that's, that that bow's tuned. Every everything's it's like riding a bike yeah. to me. I mean, the muscle memory's all there. Yeah. You're, you're still and it's not like I it. haven't shot it because I have, yeah. especially lately. I've shot it a lot more lately, but. Not nearly as much as I would have throughout 3D season or yep. any of those things. Yeah. I spent all, our 3D group has like shrunk. It was me and dad all year. I don't like shooting my compound when it's just me. Mm-hmm. Dad shoots nothing but trad. So right. I shot trad all summer and it shows. 
Now you just shot the, the R100 as we well. We leave right? tomorrow. Oh, that's right. It is this weekend. We leave tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna, as I sit here right now, I'm gonna shoot 50 and 50. I'm gonna shoot 50 targets with my trad bow and 50 targets with my compound. Good on you, buddy. Now that may change because I, it's not a competition. It's not. It's a great shoot. I think Dad and I. This is like. 14 or 15 years in a row it's just a great time we make a weekend out of it we go camp the whole the whole nine yards but i've done everything i've wanted to do at that shoot with my compound you know they count the 12 ring they keep scores they have a running leaderboard you know the top three places get pins the whole it's fun Mm -hmm. i've shot a thousand points over a hundred targets three years in a row now with my compound what can i do with my trad bow is basically what my dad's saying you know, I shot, we shot summer league at a local club. I won that. And that was in everybody. That was compounds and trad. Now trad guys had a handicap. Yeah. I think I won by 0. 0.2 points or something with my trad wow, over the compound shit. guys. Regardless, I want to see what I can do. So does my dad. He likes pushing me. I think I'm going to make the trip to Lancaster this year to shoot um, their indoor shoot in February, traditionally. Uh, a lot of guys at the club have been on me about that one to go and go shoot that. So Pretty looking cool. forward to that. But yeah. He goes, well, what if you shoot 500 through 50 targets with your trad bow? Are you seriously going to take your compound on day two? Ooh. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying, like, that's a, that's a lofty goal, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm all for a challenge. What's the, what's the distance like for that R100? It's so reasonable. I think the hunting, like, the hunter class, I think, is out to 50 Okay, for your compound. I think trad is like 30 or 35, if I remember right. Okay. It's super reasonable. I mean, there's stakes. It's all known yardage. Okay. Like, it's nothing. It's it's meant to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not any of those. It's not like an IBO or anything like that. Right. It's, it's meant to be enjoyable for everybody. Kids, you know, the whole, the whole, everybody. I mean, we took Mia last year. Mia shot last year. She had a blast that's awesome dude. You know, but you get yeah. to see targets that you don't see at your local 3ds i mean 22 foot giraffe a life-size elephant mm-hmm. Whoa. i mean yeah they got cool, they, cool that targets. Is sweet. it's a blast i've been on him a couple years in a row like man come on like come on you can camp with us uh-huh i would have done it this year but we have our river flood canoe this trip this yeah year. it's canoe. it is a lot of fun yeah. i definitely at least once i would do it you know yeah. for dad and i it started as a family trip my dad my mom me and my brother years ago. It's changed over the years. My brother quit shooting. My mom no longer wants to go. Buddies have went in years past. Sierra and me went last year. Uh, it's just one of those things. Like we just, it's a fun weekend. Yeah. is what yeah. it boils down to. That sounds sure. like it. Trying to plan for that next year. We put it on the a little better. We put it on the list every every year. I mean, that's just one of those ones that we don't. We do our best not to miss. We haven't missed one. Even the the COVID year, I guess, they didn't hold a shoot. We missed that one. Yeah. Um, you didn't miss it. No. You didn't even have it. Yeah. yeah. You're good. So hard to You're miss good. it when you, you don't have it. You didn't have man, But, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, even when I was playing ball real real heavy, we, we drove to New York and shot half a shoot on a Sunday hmm. because we wanted to go. Yeah. Beautiful. We drove up that day, we shot 50 targets, and we came back. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, but, again, it's just targets you don't see and when you get a group of guys together it can make for a really fun weekend i know two years ago there was eight of us i think in camp we're playing cornhole with a lantern in between the boards <laughs> at twelve thirty at night yeah i mean yeah it, you can you can really make it a, a great weekend with with the right people i would be nervous that you would just kick my ass with a trad 
(laughs) (laughs) Probably. I mean, that would probably, (laughs) I mean, that's, that's not easy. I mean, like he said, Hunter, even with the compound, you're out to 50. I mean, that's not super easy. Yeah. It's definitely a poke. They they do have the really cool target. So that's been the, like the enticing part for me to want to go and do it the last three or four years. It just hasn't worked with my schedule is because they do have awesome, like really cool life-size targets. I think they have a big dinosaur target too. If I'm not, they have mistaken. a T Rex target. Mm-hmm. They have a Triceratops target. There's Velociraptors. There's all kinds of stuff. Dude. That's awesome. And if you can only make a day trip, I strongly recommend shooting the African course. Really? Okay. Just because, I mean, there's an African course and a North American. We all see the North American targets at any local 3D shoot. Now there is some that you don't see, but I mean, you're talking. Life-size kudu, life-size lion, oh. life-size, like, zebra, hippo. Buffalo? All of them. Yeah. All of them. I think about the only one we've shot that's out of the North American is, like, the crocodile. What about, like, the... Uh, like, the apple buck warthogs. is cool. What about the, the pigs and stuff? Where yeah, are they but a lot of those are, like, peccary and, and like, wild boar. Hogzilla is another one. I don't know if you guys have seen that target. Huge wild boar. I've seen the picture yeah. of Hogzilla. Yeah. Like, I mean, the there's real so one, many. the 900-pound hog or whatever it was. <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> And yeah, that's cool. They're all cool. To, I mean, like I've said, we've shot it for I don't know how many years in a row, but it's more than just the shoot. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Hey, we yeah. shot a lion at Camo Cares. Did we? You might not have been there that year, but that was the year that uh, the Boer altercation with that guy. No, I was there. Yeah. The, that Literally right after that altercation, that next target was a giant lion. I don't remember that. And I almost missed it because I was all fired up. I only missed it one year for a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, what, two years ago they had a lion, so... Oh, man, a lion and remember. a freaking croc, crocodilian. Yeah, man. Probably the only two, you're right. I mean, there's, yeah. Well, I'll throw it out there now. A year in advance. Sweet, dude. If you guys are interested in doing it, we would be happy to have you guys in camp yeah. for the weekend. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, if I can get the date on my calendar, like, after this podcast, then it's reserved. And it's, if it's the first thing on my calendar, there's a good chance it's going to be there. It's, it's. The past two years, since they've moved it to this side of the state, for the longest time there, we had to go out towards Reading. Oh, oh really? Yeah. And then we went to New York for a few years. We went to Ohio for a few years. Now it's finally, it's a two-mile run park up in yeah. Franklin. Franklin, yeah. Man, and what a... Murphy. It's just, I mean, it's a beautiful It's a beautiful walk. Yeah. You know, but like each day, I think last year went half, you know, 50 targets. I think we did just over five miles one day. Oh, shit. So it's a hike, too. Yeah. I mean, you get to stop and whatnot. Typically, they have outs, you know, 20 targets, 25 targets, whatever. You can break it up, but it is. And I, like I said, I mean, we'd, we'd be happy to have you guys in camp. I think it would be a blast. That'd be awesome, dude. That'd be really cool. All right, I'm putting him out. Come on, Murphy. It's been a long time since we've been interrupted on by Murphy on a pod. Huh, I'm digging the hair, though. That's yeah. freaking sweet. It's been a hot minute, huh, buddy? Okay. Murphy. The Murphy dump. I call that one. <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that does, that sounds like a really awesome shoot, man. I'm telling you, man, I, we've shot it years, literally years, and I, that's something we look forward to every year. I would. And like I said, especially when you get a group mm-hmm. together. You know, like this year, it's going to be a little different. It's me and dad, and I think there's a couple guys from the club going, and then there's one of my buddies and his dad are going. They may meet us up there, meet us in camp, whatever. Cool. But it's such a drastic change from just a few years ago. Now, like, it was really fun last year. Mia was 100% in, wanted to shoot the whole nine yards. I mean, we only had we only had decent weather one day, so the second day was kind of kind of sucked. Yeah. 
especially for her because she wanted to shoot. Eh, I don't want to mm. drag you around in the rain all day. Um, but when you get a good group, when you can enjoy the shoot, but not only enjoy the shoot, you can go back to camp and you know cook on the fire, drink beer and can jam, cornhole, whatever it may right. be. It just makes, I mean, because that year we were having, we were playing mini tournaments with, all right, winner stays, losers get new teammates. Like mm-hmm. we just, I mean, we played for hours, man. That's awesome. It's just, but, and then the campgrounds are obviously all, I mean, nice. I don't know that we've ever been on a bad campground. Most of them are pretty understanding because a lot of the people that come in that weekend They're are shooting. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Which makes it even better because, yeah. I mean, you'll see like, big time guys come in and put up their camper and they'll have like a Hoyt flag or, mm-hmm. you know, something that's like, Oh, okay. This guy's legit. You know, Just he's a regular camper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And then obviously they do the novelty stuff at, at the shoot throughout the days. The iron buck, I always shoot that one. That's so much fun. They do the, like this, I don't know what they call it now, but it's like they did a super 10 for a while, which was 60 plus yards. no, no rangefinder. It was you and a teammate. Ten targets, best score at the end wins. But no rangefinder over sixty. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. That's tough. tough. Yeah, that's real tough. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's all. But again, all for fun. Winners obviously get something. Yeah. Um, they always raffle off door prizes. I mean, there's tables full at the end of the shoot, and each for each course you shoot, you get an entry. So. We shoot both courses. You're in there twice. You have two chances to win. You may win two. You may win one. You may win nothing. Yeah. And then typically, we're usually the last shoot on the tour. So like Sunday, they're going to do a big target sale of targets that were on tour this year that are beat up, broken, whatever, that you could pick up for next to nothing. Yeah. They're cheap. So you're saying you have a giraffe in your backyard. I wish, (laughs) dude. I wish. I do have four 3D targets in the backyard currently. That's uh, legit, man. But I would like to add more, yeah. Yeah. What do you have? The turkey, deer, coyote? No. Hyena. Hyena. And a little close. And an antelope. And an antelope. I knew the antelope. Yeah. I knew there was a dog something. Yeah. Yeah. Most of those I picked up from the club. We phased out our Mackenzies. We're 100% Reinhardt now. Yeah. Um, So huge shout out to Sean and the guys at Oneida Bowhunters and Butler because they put on... In my now, I am biased. This is my home club, but I think it's one of the best shoots around. Yeah, I mean, we have elevated platforms. We have a comp peg, hunter peg, you know, trad stake. They always got good food on the grill. Um, There's something to be said for that, man. Heck yeah, I love going to shoots, man, and just having something different than like that normal. Yeah, and the normal ones are fun, but like something different, like shooting from a platform or that. that I think we have four. I think we have four. Elevated platforms, yeah, cool. and most of them are double shots most of the time, especially this time of year. Speaking of which, we have a shoot coming up uh, next weekend. Really, if you guys are down? Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know. I desperately need to put cameras out, but I would. Uh, I'd, I'd maybe skip that. To Just saying. Shoot. I mean, I again, I I'd love to shoot a course with you guys. That'd I, be fun. I mean, I. I'm all for that anywhere. Not I'm not just saying it because it's yeah. at our club. I mean, yeah, we got to get we got to get next year. We got to do the whole gambit. You got to come do camo cares with us. That, that was on it. that was on the radar this year, and I yeah. I don't remember what came up, but something came up. Yeah, that's gonna happen. that kind of put a damper on that. But yes, that is definitely on the to do list. Yeah, that's, that's a fun, fun one. one, and it is, and it's you know no known distances and alta only I think thirty five max, so it's friendly for the normal hunter you're normally shooting eights tens elevens pretty much you know tens 
for the most part, tens and twelves, I think they count as theirs. But every once in a while, you might get fooled and just miss that ten ring and hit an eight. Bitch. They do eleven. <laughs> Is it eleven? It's eleven for okay. that twelve ring. I thought yeah. it was a twelve. Yeah, right. it should be a twelve, but it's an eleven. Yeah, it's twelve. R one hundred is twelve. Okay. Yeah. So. so they do eleven, ten, eight, five, right? Something like that. Five if you hit anything. Anything outside of the ring. So zero if you miss. Five if you hit anything outside of the ring. Eight. 10, mm-hmm. 11. And 11. Yeah. So the most you can shoot is what? 333. 333333. There's some good scores when it comes down to it. I mean, and it it's tricky because you got guys out there that aren't supposed to be shooting the hunter course. They have non-hunting equipment. Yeah. They're shooting with competition equipment and hunter course, even though they're not supposed to, and they're yep. putting up giant numbers. Yeah, and I mean, you run into that at the R100 too, I'm sure. Oh, sure. sure but again, everywhere. all you're doing is for free. It's a pain. Yeah, it's for fun. You it's, know, it's for it fun. Is. It's it is. for a good cause. Now, like we... Sh- I mean, Camo Cares, obviously, that's mm-hmm. a great cause. R100 is just for fun. Like, that yeah. shoot we were just talking about next weekend at the home club, you're not shooting for anything yeah. other than, hey, it's freaking hunting season. Bragging. Right. Make right. sure your stuff's ready to go. Yeah. I kind of um, like that, honestly, because a lot of these shoots that we do, they're June. Oh, yeah, you know, it's way and, before season. And that's why I feel so confident, because I have been techni- technically shooting since May, June, yeah. and I've shot in multiple 3Ds and done really well, and I've been shooting... But I haven't been shooting a whole bunch, like, number-wise. But I've been shooting for a long time. But then again, like, these 3Ds, it would be nice if we're kind of closer to season because then you can run through. And we talk about it all the time, going up to, like, Golden Grain and running through their course. Yep. I think you pay 5 10 bucks and run through their course Yeah, just on your own time. Like, it's yep. just a 3D course out in the woods. You just walk through and shoot it. That was the – that was – Honestly, that was the reason Dad and I shot summer league at the club this year. I've we've ne- we've been members at this club I think for thirteen years or something. We've never shot summer league, but summer league is always Tuesday nights. I always my baseball schedule is Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Never been able to do it, or at least we felt that way. This year I was like, screw it, we're gonna shoot summer league. Uh, didn't know years ago, or we would have shot. Like you only you just have to shoot the course once a week. It doesn't oh, have okay. to be Tuesday oh, night. Oh, man. So, like, as long as you turn a score in by next Tuesday, you're good for that week. Gotcha. There were nights where dad worked Tuesday night. Okay, we can't go Tuesday night. Or I played Tuesday night. Okay, can't shoot Tuesday night. We'd shoot. Instead of going and shooting a normal 3D shoot on Sunday morning, we'd go shoot our summer league round. We found ways to do it. But we were also forced to shoot at least once a week. Right. Regardless. Yeah. It's kind of like what we have going, too. I mean... We have our little challenge going on in our Patreon group that we do each week. And we basically, I come up with a list of 12 weeks. Every shot was randomized. So how many shots you take, what the yardage is, and how big the circle is. All three of those are randomized. For 12 weeks, we have to compete and do this challenge. And we've been keeping score and going along, and it's actually a lot of fun. It's been really fun, man. We've honestly. been talking about this. I got to get in. I, you guys hound me next year because i need to be a part of this yeah we've talked so about it fun. and i keep and then i hear about it later it's like damn it uh-huh. why did i not get in that <laughs> again all for fun we yeah. all have the same goal this time yeah. of year this is not all for fun 
This is for <laughs> well, the most badass hat you have ever seen. It all, will be a nice hat. We're all competitors <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it's for, whether it's five bucks a hat or just bragging rights. That's Unfortunately, right. we're not allowed to win the hat. Correct. Bummer. That is a bummer. It's like so you have to throw. You, you have to throw your own shoot. No, hell no. Oh I'm, no, I'm still <laughs> shooting. No, I come for him every week. Like, As you I'm, should. I'm in third right now. I don't even know where I am. Not far behind. I fifth? Think fifth or something like that? Yeah, you're right there too. It's just like, but man, the top two guys, they're just freaking stone cold. That's good. And they're they are good too. ass shooters. And That's the other fun. thing, man. I just, I, especially in the competition setting, because maybe I'm just weird, but I like watching other people shoot. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a something I can pick up on a like a form or just a process, I don't know. I feel I'm the same way with baseball. I want to I want to be a student as much as I want to succeed. Totally. Right. Like right. If if I can't learn anything else, then there's no point in me doing it. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think you would uh, you would really enjoy the Marco Polo group that we have going. That's another one that I uh-huh. you guys keep saying about, and I keep saying, oh, I need to get in it. Yeah. Just freaking Dude. just. Force me into it one of these days. <laughs> I'll force you into it. it it's, it's fun. Like the added, the weird added like little bit of tension to it. So your shot is shot live yeah. on Marco Polo yep. with everybody watching. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm telling you, dude, I will go out and I will shoot. I'll shoot a couple practice shots. I'm so money. Yeah. As soon as you turn the camera turn on. Turn that camera I know, on, dude. Man. I know. And even last week, everything. I messed up so bad last week, dude. <laughs> I shot practice shots and then I went and I thought I hit the record. Didn't. And I shot, and I shot so good, dude. And I went and I started walking down. I was like celebrating. I was like, yeah. And I got like halfway to the target and I was like, I'm not recording. Dude, I smoked it too. Oh, yeah. And I went. And then the next shot you did on camera is complete shit. I missed. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Typical. That's how it goes, though. Yeah. It's just fun, man. It is. is. Oh, man. Like, it's fun. Like, this week is uh, two shots, nine yards, two inch circle. And that's like, that was the closest one. And then the farthest one has been a 39 last yard. Last week. Last week, one shot, 39 yards, four inch circle. And we've had another one, I think it was like a two inch circle oh, or really three inch circle at 37 you yards. You really got to mess with people, man. You yeah. got to make it like a one inch circle at three yards. We did. Because, well, dude, do you know how many ago, people don't know how to shoot that? I know. It's and tough. That's, that's why when I did the yardage, I just did like a number, random number generator. And I put from zero or one to 40. And that's what we did. And anything yeah. from one to 40. And it just so happened, I think nine was the closest that we had in the whole competition. And then 39 was the farthest. So, but we had some tough ones that I think the last one was what, 19 yards, 20 yards, one, one inch, inch circle, circle, four shots, four shots, stack four into a one inch circle. Yeah. Like that 20 yards, you're that's, like, oh, yeah, I'm confident. Yeah. One inch circle, later, though. One I mean, inch circle's tough. That's height. The, I mean, that's smaller than your standard X ring on a 3D target. Tiny, right. Yeah. Tiny. Right. Tiny. But then so. we got Justin in the group. He's shooting pop tabs. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots pop tabs for fun. Hey. Whatever, I, whatever pushes you to be better. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. That impresses me. It's wild, man. It, I love just, seeing everybody getting better, too, because mm-hmm. there's been guys, they've been tuning their bows all summer because we have this competition. They're going from missing the target to pulling ahead, not 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 the whole way ahead because we got a couple guys that are just mm-hmm. stone cold, but getting right back into the running with it, and it's like, damn, dude, you have improved. It's no different yeah. than anything else. Yeah. I mean, especially when you start to trigger that, not just the competitive side. Yeah. We're really getting close here. It, yeah. I mean, we were really... So the competitive side is one thing, but then you start to 
tap into that killer instinct side a little yeah. bit and you blend those two together in something like you guys are doing, it could it can get I mean, I can only imagine because I know how I am right this time of year. Even in your practice sessions, shooting groups, it's like you throw one arrow, it's like, ah, what did I do? What happened to What that? happened? Yeah. Why did that do that? Why did that arrow end up there? Whatever it may be, when you start to bring all that stuff together, especially with your buddies or in a group like you guys are doing, it you guys are seeing it. It shows through. Oh, yeah. And that's just natural, I think. I yeah. totally agree, man. Yeah, we got lucky. It worked out perfectly, like the timing of everything. Last week's going to be like right before everyone's season's really kicking off and getting going. And it's it's like, it's going to be really just absolutely perfect. We got we got lucky <laughs> in, in all reality. And it was one of our Patreon members' suggestion to do it, too. It was one of their ideas that came from uh, the Bow Hunting League single shot challenge that they do. Cool. But we kind of put our own little flair on it. And it's been fun, man. It's been a lot of fun. It's definitely... Nice, like you said, get yourself out there at least shooting once a week. Um, shooting, you know, Be amazed at just what once a week will mm-hmm. do <laughs> for oh, sure. Yeah. Though you start stacking that over three months, like you guys are saying, 12, 12 weeks, yeah. huge improvement. That's yeah. a lot. I mean, especially if I, dad and I get on each other all the time because we'll like we won't shoot all week and then we'll go shoot a 3D shoot on Sunday. It's like make a couple bad shots, like man, I just need to shoot. What's your excuse? I have four targets in my backyard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. All every day this week, I've went outside before I left for work. I'm working for myself this week, so kind of making my own schedule. I shot one quiverful every day before I left for work. What is stopping me from doing that any other day when I get home from work? Right, right. One quiver. How long does it yeah. take to shoot four arrows? Not long. I have four. I have four targets in my backyard. I have four arrow quiver. I go outside. I shoot one arrow at each target. That's as realistic as I can make it. Yeah. What's it take me? Five minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have no excuse. I, I have no excuse not to shoot. You mean to tell me I can't find five minutes a day? Appreciate like we it. just said, though, like yeah. one group a day, that's even it. if it's one arrow. If you want to go to as simple as you can, one arrow, that's all you're going to get when you're hunting, one shot. Ask your wife, ask your girlfriend, ask your kids, hey, give me a yardage. I don't care what it is. From 10 to 50, 60, I don't care. One yardage. I go, all right, okay, 27 yards tonight, Dad. I go outside, I walk out. Bang, 27 yards, I shoot one arrow. I'm done for the night. Yeah. It can be as simple as that. Yeah, good point. I will say, man, the year that I shot the absolute best was when I was working from home and I set my target out at 60 yards. And every couple hours, I would go out and I would shoot one shot. And dude, those shots, man, they made such a freaking improvement throughout the year. I do notice, because I do that to myself, especially as we get closer, my practice sessions get smaller yeah to the point where like that last week it's only one arrow a day one arrow maybe man. you know maybe it's a one arrow a couple times a day but it's at different yardages you know all right guess the yardage and then check before you shoot like every anything that could happen one arrow make it count one arrow that's right yeah that's a good point i mean we're at that point in the year where it's like you got to be out there shooting and that's funny because a lot of these guys like some of the guys in our group even you know, I, I take, for example, Pork Chop. He's down in Florida. He has really no yard to shoot in. He has literally been going out and just finding a place to shoot, pulling over on the side of the road with his target, setting it up, and, like, just running out, looking for traffic and hurrying up shooting and then jumping back in his truck. See, that's sweet. It's freaking like, that's awesome, awesome dude. dude. Like, I don't care who you are. I'm yeah, so proud that's of just, him, man. That is awesome. Yeah. He's and made he, it happen every week. In that every single week. Back to what I was just saying. 
what's my excuse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have four targets in my yard. Yeah. This guy's that's like, that makes me feel terrible. <laughs> I mean, he's literally I mean, going between his two jobs. I hope he hears this, shooting. man. Good for you. Yeah. And continue to do it because yeah. even, you know, as much as I shoot, which sometimes is a lot, other times I would admit is not so much. That's awesome. And somebody's gonna see that somewhere and use it. Yeah. To their advantage. Yeah. To shoot more, to do better. Whatever it may be, that's awesome. Yeah. So kudos to him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Seriously. At the beginning of this, before it all started, you know, he had that concern like, oh, what the hell am I going to do? Like I, you know, normally I just grab my bow the week before the year. I shoot it a couple times, make sure it's on, and then I just go hunt. <laughs> and and we're like, all right, well, I mean, look, man, try do your best. Like the whatever you can do. That you just, <laughs> yeah, I know. That you just singled out, dude. Oh, a thousand. Isn't it sickening? Thousands that? of people do that. I can't, thousands. I can't wrap my head around that one. I know. Like, how do you do that? How do you mentally do that mm-hmm. and be okay with it? Yeah. Be okay with yourself. I know I wouldn't be confident. No, I couldn't do it. There's a cricket in here. Is there? Do you hear it? That's pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> I you got to remember, him, dude, I'm dead. Saw him hopping I didn't out see it, earlier, but it was too. I should have just stepped on him when I had my chance, but I couldn't risk it too close to the deer season. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but to get on this here, like, this guy, that's what that was his MO. Because he didn't have a place to shoot, and he is literally to the point where we didn't know if he was going to compete in the competition. He's been every freaking week. That's awesome. Yeah, like every that's so week cool. he's been making it happen between jobs. He goes out there, stops on his way to his second job, shoots his arrows, leaves literally leaves them in the back, throws them in the back of the truck, gets to his job. I'm not pulls them out in measures. He I have. He didn't even have a target. He went out and bought a target yeah, bought a for target. this competition. Uh, now, I have obviously, I don't know anything about this. I'm not in this group. I wish I was. Again, you will force be. me to be in you it. You will be. But what would make that 10 times better, and I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody, but if that dude won it, mm-hmm. like, you, you, you know what I mean. If, if he were to win, how cool would that be? be epic. Yeah. And how, how, what does that say about the guys like, myself for example that have four targets in my backyard yeah. and find reasons not to go outside and shoot right. and you would he's the one that you we talk about like the improvement in his shot but that's i guarantee you right now him 20 yards and in is a freaking killer dude. and you can do that yeah you can realistically make those setups happen mm-hmm. oh yeah Especially out there in florida exactly you know, there's not a lot of times you're that's awesome more than that yeah, like, i can't pockets. say that enough yeah 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 so like watching him go from yeah you know, he's one of the ones that lets the camera get to him sometimes too early on and now he's everybody kind of, does everybody does every single one of us has and it's funny because like we're he'll turn off the can the next shot he'll be like look i this is freaking not recording he'll come up and he has this tight group just crushing it and i'm like well is it dude, crazy look how dude? far you've come like all you did was press a button. It's just that one thing in the back of your mind. You yeah. know, the people button. are watching. Yep. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a different mindset. I know week two, week one did not get me. Week one, I was fine. It was, but it was like a thirteen yard shot or something. It was pretty easy. like a five inch circle. Yeah, it was. Or something it like was that. a yeah. gimme. Five inch circle, thirteen yards, something ridiculously easy. First week, second week, I remember it was. Uh, it was a little farther shot. I think it was like twenty seven, twenty six. Yeah, and all I remember is drawing back. And like just almost blacking out. Like it was the weirdest feeling I've ever had drawn back ever in my life. It was nothing normal. I was like, that was weird. And it had to be the stupid freaking camera. And I shot like shit that week. And then after that, I've kind of been trying to build back. Crazy. It, but 
like, and we Dude. willingly take video cameras to oh, the yeah. woods. Oh, yeah. I know. To the woods? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know. It blows just... my mind when you sit and talk and think about stuff like this, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a camera to film my hunt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I know what all am I of doing? Us, all of us have shot the, one of these shots in this challenge, and I know all of us have hit the button to delete the polo and go, I can't do it because you're not allowed. You're not allowed you're to delete the polo. But I'll tell you what, the first one I screwed up on, I was like, nobody's on. I could delete it. I'm not going to. What kind of example would I make? Well, as soon as somebody Dude. pops on, it says polo deleted. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're going to you know. know. You yep. would know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's funny. The accountability is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I like and it. you it's, have to. It's all preseason prep. It goes in everything that we're talking about today. You know, preseason prep. Right. What do you get from deleting that? Video? Right. An unfair advantage. Yeah. Right now, Who you got to live with that. You got to live with that, though. Yeah. yeah. Who are you really cheating? Because you're yourself. really just cheating yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like at the end of the day, yeah, I'm I'm shameful. I just shot one of the worst groups of my life, but at the same time, it's a learning process, and the guys are going to see this and bingo. You know what though, too? Everybody in that group is so freaking supportive, man. Mm-hmm. We are all one. Man. We're all. We one, were talking man. about that earlier. Yes. Like, I didn't know him from Joe Smo off the street. I just happen to have a freaking business card. You could have been a crackhead. Dude, I am Joe Schmo. He could have been. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just, I mean, something so simple. Look at look at how easily this relationship has evolved. I mean, from the get-go, just from the night that that all happened, reaching out, it was like we knew each other already, but we have such a common ground to walk mm-hmm. on. Yes. There's already that that general understanding of the type of person that you're talking to. Right. And it's, it's everywhere. It doesn't... It doesn't have to be in a public land parking lot. It could be in a Walmart talking yeah. to somebody that's trying to get their kid their first bow or on a 3D course. Somebody's having issues with equipment. I'm, you see it everywhere. It's a brotherhood, man. Like yeah. ev- if you're in it for the right reasons, it's super, super easy to find people to get along with. I would it agree. just is. I would agree. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to flip the switch here and kind of change the the pace of this whole thing because we got some deer to talk about. We do. We we've oh, been we spending some time beating around the bush about this whole thing, but very important stuff because season prep is very important. You need to be out shooting your bow. You need to be getting ready, building confidence. Season is way too close to not be building confidence. But I'll tell you right now, man, we've been talking since back in well, Why? obviously we've been talking about it for a long time, but we've we've actually been messaging for a while back when we were talking about putting in the clover. Oh yeah, we're we're talking like we're talking February, March. March I because think because we were talking about frost seeding. I think I have clover. a video on March. I just looked at it just the other day because I've been keeping a pretty decent log. Of different things that we're doing. I'm trying to get as much of it on video as I can. Even if it's just a 10, 15 second Snapchat video that I take yeah. on my phone. Yep. Because of what these couple deer that I I think are the ones you want to talk about mm-hmm. mean to not just me, but my dad, the landowner that's you know awesome enough to let us hunt there. And he, it's so funny and it's so cool. And it's a drive. I mean, it's a drive, man, because he wants to see, he wants to see us succeed. And like when I show up to go check cameras or move stands or whatever, he's always outside. Hey, did you get any new pictures? Have they been around? Like, how's he looking this year? Like, it's it's so cool. He's invested. He is. And he is so supportive. Dad and I are really the only ones that archery hunt this place, which makes it even better. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, he is. He's so 
he wants to, he's so involved with the whole thing. He knows about the deer. He calls, we've named them obviously because there's a backstory and a history. He calls them by their names. <laughs> like, hey, has he been here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it is, man. And these, these two, two in particular, we had a new one that is on the radar this year, but two in particular, i we talked about them. On my call-in episode, which was right after yeah. last season, the same two deer that I played cat and mouse with all last yep. all last season. Um, nubs, I, I don't know how old either one of these deer are, but I do know that this is the fourth year I've had pictures of this one specific deer, and he is a freaking unit. He won't score well because he's just a junkie. He's heavy. He's got good mate, like Doesn't good matter. length. No. It's more than that for this deer. I mean, he's, I think he has 11 scorable points this year. For three years, he was an eight point and he got his name because he had a bunch of little points all together that were just nubs. Mm -hmm. That's how he got his name. And it was funny because the year that, the first year we had pictures of this deer, he wasn't even on the radar. He would maybe a year and a half. If he was a year and a half, he was a solid year and a half old. So I'm just using that as a guide. That would put him at at least five and a half. And I'm willing to bet he's probably older than that. Yeah. But, I mean, that, you're talking Western Pennsylvania, that's an old deer. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, and that's yeah. at least five and a half. I'm not saying he's not older than that, because I, if I had to guess, I would say that he is. He could be six and a half, easily. Easily. Um, then this other deer, I, I don't even know what words to use, because I just used a unit to describe nubs, but Mammoth? dude, this deer is just an absolute giant. Tell me about him. I mean, <laughs> we, we call, I mean, we call him Crab Claw. Yeah. Last year beautiful he's he's not real wide yeah really tight has good mass stupid length i mean just nasty buck i mean and last year he had two matching crab claws made him a a clean 10 point he shows up this year same frame why you know not real wide super long length he only has one crab claw but on that crab claw he's thrown a fork oh he's dropped his crab claw on his other side and he's thrown a nasty Almost, it reminds me of a mule deer split off of his G two. Just a, I mean, just a. He's pulling up. Oh, I'm so excited right now. He's he's a beast, dude. Dude, They're unreal. I mean, it's cool because we were talking early on, and he had some issues with some of the property, and some trees had fallen down, and different things and whatnot. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Dude. You know what though? I give him another three or four years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. I mean, look. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I'm terrible at scoring bucks and I don't really show this kind of stuff to, I mean, especially up around home because a lot of people know where we're at mm-hmm. and that's fine. I mean, we film our hunts. It's not, if, if you really want to know, you're going to find out to our advantage. It is private, private yeah. access. And you have a good relationship with the owner. We have it just dude. Great. And I, I can't, I can't stress that enough to people like the relationship you have with your landowners. It's huge. It comes before the deer for me. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you, That gives you an opportunity to chase a five and a half, six and a half year old buck because <laughs> if that deer survives and he's on your property and you're the ones with the sole permission and you're yeah. the ones chasing them, yeah. if you don't have a good relationship, typically what most people you see, they go in, they kill a giant and they lose the property because that landowner sees that you killed a giant. Yep. And if you don't have a good enough relationship, they're letting someone else hunt it. Someone else is coming in trying to buy it out and from you underneath know what you. 
family member like this this piece it, it there's there's a history not just to these deer like this is i think this is the second year confirmed with that buck that we're calling crab claw but i went back through and that i think you and i talked about this briefly two years ago so this would be the third year there was a nine point that had one crab claw bass you know like tight rack tall tines and he just kind of slipped through the cracks. I mean, we saw him a couple times, but we never really like, okay, that deer's on the list. Really, really similar. I'm not rolling it out, but I'm not saying that it is him. So, I mean, potentially could be the third year with this deer. And we never we never really realized it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't, again, I don't know how old he is, but I mean, those two deer are on the same farm. They were, I, I have pictures of them this morning together in the same picture. Like two bucks of that class, of that age class, forget score, forget Pope and Young, Boone and Croc, throw all that out the window. Just that age class. Is impressive to pay. Like it, on go the after same Pennsylvania. Farm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, it's mind blowing. And like I said, the landowners invested. Yeah. He asked about these deer by name <laughs> that we that we chose. Yeah. It's his farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's just it, I've I've spent so much to, you know. I, this farm, my dad killed, I think it was his second buck off of this farm. My dad hunted this farm when he was a kid. Oh, shit. Didn't hunt it for a while, and then we get back into it. Don't mind He me. missed his mouth again. Oh, my what God. The, dude, all Got night. Got on my leg. All night. So, it's there's more than just that, but it yeah. is, I mean, the, he threw the farmer off this spring. I mean, this, this farm is always planted, always, whether it's corn, beans. One year, it was just clover, which was surprisingly one of the best years we had on it um i mean like and he dropped that one on me right after turkey season like hey not gonna be any crops this year my heart sank yeah. i'm like what do you mean who am i to say anything sure right. place. place you know yeah. but he knew what that did to me like on a hunting side it, i mean i panic i'm like what am i gonna do now there's oaks obviously the whole but most of this farm is crop field what am i gonna do what are we gonna do what's gonna hold these deer my dad and i went in the first week of march okay in a freaking stubbled cornfield and planted by hand like four (laughs) acres of clover yeah i remember that conversation because mike had reached out to me and it was it was it was like turkey season because there was snapchat long snapchats like man i don't know what the hell we're gonna do like this guy we're not, he's not doing crops this year. He's not going to do this. This, this is only going to change. It's going to screw. I don't know how I'm going to like, he was literally panicking. And I think, I mean, I don't want to take the credit, but I think I may have came back and was like, dude, why don't you turn this around? Talk to the the landowner. Cause you have this relationship with them. And why don't you just plant crop fields? Even if it's just clover, take advantage of this, do, do what you can do with it and make it your own. Like this is an opportunity now that you have Full rights to take this property and make what you want of it. Tremendous. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I but I needed that. I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you spent, like I said, I mean, this is really, this will be the third year that we're actively trying to kill one of these deer. You spend so much time. I mean, you guys know, we talked after last season on that call-in episode about how close I was to these deer last year. I mean, I was in one stand. They were 300 yards on a camera. While I'm sitting here, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And then there were nights where you would get a picture of me walking out, and as close as nine minutes, you would get one of these deer on the same camera. 
I mean, it was that close. I was that close so many times. It was creepy. Like times. I literally, I literally felt no matter what the conditions were, I was in the game. Yeah. And I've never truly felt that way about hunting a specific deer like that because yeah. I don't do it often. Yeah. I don't. But that last year was different. I, I mean, I uh, before last year I had filled a buck tag three years in a row. I killed that giant back in 2020. Great mm-hmm. buck, dude. Yep. Um, Scrape buck. Yeah. And then I went on a public land hunt with a buddy of mine, and then I killed that one with the recurve. Yep. Then Another good buck. Great yeah. buck. You killed that early, too. I did early. kill that early. Real early. early. First, well, not second Saturday, first mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. I mean, nine days, I killed two deer that year. That's beautiful. I mean, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I don't know, man. I That's a beautiful buck. Which one? I mean, the one you just showed me. <laughs> yeah, that was Crab Claw. I'll show you, you nubs. You, I was going to say, you didn't show him nubs. No. But, you um, didn't show me nubs, but that, that is I'll a beautiful pull them up deer, for you. man. I have nothing but, you know, I'm just, I'm freaking pulling for you, dude. And I Honestly. appreciate that. I, I need all the help deer. I can get. Yeah. Dude, and it's, like I said, so there's the difference. You're talking, I'm going to pull up nubs for you. He won't score. I mean, he'll score good. Yeah. He's a big deer. But when it comes to like the book and stuff, he's not going to score well. Yeah, Crab claw, on right. the other hand, I mean, you're the people that I have showed him to. I mean, we're talking one forties, one fifties. I mean, he's clean. Mm-hmm. I like the story behind it, man. I, yeah, I, I like how the can you not? That you, you had know? like that's just and that's like cool. I could go back in the the other thing. So I bumped Crab Claw on a doe last year. I've seen him one time in person. It was a fleeting glimpse, but I can I'm ninety eight percent sure that it no was no question. We've been hunting nubs for four years. Neither one of dad or I have seen him on the hoof. Oh, damn. Hundreds of thousands of pictures and videos of this deer and not one in-person encounter. Not one. He's like a ghost. Dude, like we jokingly say like he is, he's a living legend on this farm. <laughs> yeah. And it's whether he, whether we catch up to him, somebody else catch up to him, or he just dies because of old age, that farm is going to feel very, very empty Yeah. when that deer, when that story comes to a close. But he has... Over the year, like last year, first time in the years that we've been chasing him, he daylighted on a scrape. I was on my way to work. I remember it quite clearly. Bet you do. <laughs> like he hit two camera, two out of the three cameras we have on that farm that morning. He hit one right before daylight on a scrape. And then it was like an hour later, 835, I think was the timestamp on the picture. Still up on his feet. Bang. On, on, the, on another scrape halfway across the farm. Dude. So, I mean, he's finally... He's cruising. Yeah. He's finally starting to make those those mistakes. Oh, he's cool, too. I, he's a, he's he different, cool, man. man. He's junky. That's what I said. He doesn't have a lot of length. He has decent mass. His main beam length is good. He's just a... I mean, he's just a... He's another... Just a bruiser of a buck. It's a cool buck. And I mean... Big, oh, yeah. Big body buck. Huge body deer. Oh, yeah. Dude. You know... You can tell, even for like an early season deer, he's got that freaking brisket in the front. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now, I mean, obviously you've seen. Barrel chest. That. Yeah. Now, okay, this was this morning. That's Nubs this yeah. morning. And it's tough to tell in this picture, but I, the only reason I know it's him is because a few pictures, I mean, like one or two pictures, like that's Crab Claw. They're in the same picture. Yeah. And that's not the first time we've had those bucks together. We had them together last year. The the one instance that I was just saying about them being, you know, 300 yards on a camera the one afternoon, they both were on it. And that was in the middle of November. They were together on a doe. That's so weird. To me. At risk like, of sounding like a turd right now, that is super abnormal because. I know. Dude on the same farm, them actually 
not changing their home range. It it kind of shows their age though too. Yeah, and realistically, I, their home range starting to shrink a little bit. The one we really noticed it with was Nubs yeah. because now again the first year we had them, but then we didn't really pay attention to them. And I don't remember having them on camera much that year after Velvet Shed the whole nine yards. But there was a there was another deer that we were chasing, so we weren't really paying attention. Right. The first year that we were really were like, okay, we're going to hone in on this deer because. Right off the bat, he showed up, and we knew exactly who he was from years prior. He just disappeared. I mean, velvet come off, never saw him. We got one fleeting picture, two fleeting pictures of him, one the last week of October that year and one the first week of November, both at night. So, obviously, he was probably cruising. So, that would bring us to last year. Completely changed. I mean, completely changed. We had pictures of him all year long, hitting scrapes. Most of it was night activity, but like I said, he did daylight twice. And then, like this year... He normally left this time of year. He hasn't left. Yeah. Like, he hasn't went anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's starting shrinking to shrink. Up. He's shrinking, dude. And, uh, like, Crab Claw this year. He just disappeared. That was That's the second picture we've had of him this week. But prior to this week, he was gone for two weeks. So, he went somewhere. Clearly mm-hmm. shed, because now he's back hard bone. Nubs went hard bone on the 20th. Oh. Yeah, dude, absurdly early. Yeah. That's what I said. Because, and it's funny because dad and I, obviously, we both have, these are reveal cell cameras, obviously, that we're talking about. We both have access to the app. And it's funny because whoever's up first in the morning, text the other one about which deer were on camera the yeah. night before. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like Christmas every morning almost. But um, I think dad texted me that morning. He goes, that's nubs. And he looks hard bone. Like, can you confirm that or not? It's, dude, I mean, sure as shit. Clear as day. Hard bone. Yeah. August 20th. It's like crazy. Whoa, dude! I don't ever remember getting a picture of a deer hardbone that early. That's early. That really is, I especially mean, of that. What are we at? The seventh of September. Yeah, that was. And they're both hardhorn now. They are both hardhorn now. Yeah, eighteen our, days ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the yeah. same thing happens with a lot of bucks on our camera too. Like they were all over our cameras, full velvet. Last two weeks they were just ghosts, and the ones that start coming back. Hard hardbone. You want to know something else? Like, what do they do? Where do they go? I, I don't know. What do they do when they're shed? Do they just like lock down? Lock down. I don't and know. Rub and really create that like that area. I mean, what? It, I would really like to know why you hear about this all the damn time. How deer do this? They just disappear yep. and they show back up and they're yep. hardhorn. Yep. This is what I'm getting at. Okay, so another crazy coincidence. I was just telling you about Nubs. How he daylighted on that scrape first week of November or whatever it was. From that day forward, we did not see that deer last year. Hmm. Five days, this is no joke, five days after the last muzzleloader season ended, he was on two cameras on that farm. Hmm. Five days. Where did he go for two months? Right. That he just made it, too. And it's not the first time he's made it, clearly. Dude, I would be scouring Dude, on I, it. I, yeah. I, and that's the, you know, I don't, I don't, I feel like I have. I, I cannot figure that deer out. Where does he go for two months? <laughs> like, then there's public access not far from this place that gets piss pounded. He's probably not there. In rifle, like, I mean, stupid thick clear cuts, like yeah. guys bear hunt it, but like, I don't know where, I don't, I don't know. I What's don't your doe know. population out like that stupid. out there? Stupid. Ton of doe? Oh my God. It makes me think that these deer, like, especially him being an old, wise and the fact that they've been together so much especially like during the rut time i almost feel like these two deer have have figured each other out and they know their pecking order 
but they're also not like one is definitely not intimidated by the other. They're clearly not bullies. They're clearly no. not like these are yeah. these are both kind of the reserved deer that are like, look, there's four million women around. I'm gonna take mine. You're gonna take yours. We're gonna go disappear for a couple months. Do what we need to it's do. Just, we don't need to chase. To we me, don't dude. need to act young. Like five you know? days though. Yeah. You like you daylight in the first week of November, like prime time. When everybody wants to be in the woods and you just ghost mm-hmm. until the middle of January. Yeah. Keep an eye on that freaking historical data, dude, because that's what I would do. And that's the thing. Year, I have so much of that shit. You like, get that one picture. Yeah. Dude, I'd be out there the next five days. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. And then, you know, crab claw. Dude, I mean, days upon days, you know, because I talk to you every night. I would get to the the one I would get to I would no sooner get to the truck. Look at my phone. Okay, that's me. I have another picture from that camera minutes after that, and it would be him. Yeah, standing in the exact same spot in my boot tracks. Dude. That's bananas, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean? And I mean, we talked about. Well, where do you think he's betting? Well, he could mm-hmm. be betting in the corn, which is just at the top of the hill in this particular setup. That, or he's down 150 yards into this clear cut. Yeah. You gotta have in the back of your mind too. Does he have you figured out? I don't. That's is what he I was watching at. you exactly. leave? Is he watching exactly. you on that's your the, entrance and yep. just waiting for you to leave? I mean, that that's one of like, the things I asked them too. I said, "It sounds like these deer have you got have gotten you figured out, and they're watching your entrance, which is so weird, dude." Because bit, I don't like. I feel like my entrance, at least my entrance, is bulletproof, mm-hmm. pretty clean. It can't get much cleaner. I mean, I walk up freaking tram road in. Like I'm quiet. There, it's not like I'm busting through shit. And I, I, over the years of hunting this place, I feel like I figured out the pattern. I could be wrong. I'm not saying I know everything. He might be watching you, but dude, dude, dude. like, yeah, is there somewhere where he can see if that he's road that if he's betting in the corn, which yeah, is so. up top? Yeah. That's the only like if he's in that clear cut that we just talked about. There's there ain't no, no way in hell. Yeah. yeah, no way in hell that deer seeing me because I come in from the complete opposite direction. Yeah, and I know that that's a primary bedding area. So like typically, just I mean for the sake of the conversation, if I'm hunting anywhere in that bottom in a morning, I come in a completely different way than if I'm hunting in that bottom in the evening. So like in the mornings, I'll walk right on the edge of that clear cut to come down into my stands because I know they're all up there. Right. I have no reason to come in the other way, but vice versa in the evening. Okay. They're all in there. I'm going to come in from this direction. Correct. I feel like I figured that part out. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But then shit like that happens where it's as close as minutes and it's like, okay, are you just not getting here from that clear cut? Maybe. Or are you watching me? Or you, I would almost, I would almost be to the point now. But where you take that camera or another camera and move and it, you start walking him back. We talked about that last year, and it was around. it was just to the point where it was it was probably too late. It was too late. It was too yeah. late last year. Yeah. Um. Not then. No. Mm. No. It's and it's funny because coincidentally, the camera that you're getting pictures of me, and then minutes later getting pictures of him, is probably only 150 yards from where I killed that big one a few years ago. And that too. is in the direction I killed that buck. Right off of that clear cut. Yeah. You're overlooking something, man. I, mm-hmm. I have to be. You are. You're overlooking something. And like, okay, so perfect example. We were just talking about maybe that deer watching me. The only way he's watching me is if he's in that cornfield. But that's, it's not a high wall from where that stand location is. But it's up a pretty significant hill. And once you get to the top, it's a crop field. 
Right. He would have to be right on, be on the, the edge. edge. Same yeah. property? Yeah. Which They're is typical. Corn this year. A lot of them do. There is corn this year. Oh, there That's is. what we were getting at. So oh. we didn't finish that conversation, but yeah. they ended up putting corn in there super, super late, but it's in there. I went in the other day to check cameras. I sent you a video. Dude, it's head high. You'd never know it went in late. Like you wouldn't know it went in late. So I'm literally hunting exactly the same farm I did last year. Nothing's changed. Now. Whatever happened to clover? Because it was coming up great. It did. They sprayed it and whatever when they did the corn. Will it come back? I don't know. I would imagine so. Damn. That hurts. Okay. guys did all that work. But, and that's fine. I mean, that was a fail safe. We talked about that when we did it. Yeah. Dude, the apples on this place this year are insane. Dude, apples are bananas this year. Except for the one apple tree I want. (laughs) There's one apple tree... Austin was so excited about because the last time he killed his buck down there, the apples were good, they right? They were bananas, And it, ma- it makes me excited yeah. because last year, no, I lied, two years ago, they were on fire, but they dropped really, really early. Yeah. And we had a camera on the apple tree that was dropping really, really early, mm-hmm. and Nubs was on it all the time in yeah. daylight, right up until the week before season. But at that point, they dropped so damn early, there weren't any left when it came time to hunt. So... One of those things. Like, there's apples on this farm, and there's a lot of them this year. Super, super excited because I know he's going to hit them. Yeah. Dude, I, I would say the one thing, he's if he has you figured out, if, and you're overlooking this spot, you are also learning each year. Oh, yeah. And guess what? This yeah. year, man. Dude, and I, like my dad says, like, he's always like, I would rather, my dad, he asked me this scenario all the time, well, what if two, what if they were both walking down the trip? Because- and it's not that far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. have pictures of them together. Right. What if you look up and they're both walking one right behind the other? Which one are you going to shoot? Whichever freaking one gives me the opportunity first. That's the best answer you can have. And now, for my dad, his answer is easy. He would shoot crab claw. I was going to say nubs. <laughs> He's never shot a Pope and Young. Okay. And that's on his bucket list, man. Yeah. I don't blame him at that point. So, And I don't either. I don't either. But then... When I ask him, like, well, which deer do you, he would rather meet, not just because he hasn't shot a Pope and Young, but because he knows how much I've put into that deer over the years. He would rather see, not me shoot nubs and him shoot crab claw, but he would rather see me get the the final laugh, I guess, or. He closed the story. On that buck. He would rather, and that, I'm sure any father would. And I, again, I wouldn't be mad if he shot him. Not in the slightest bit, man. You're dead, the man. I wouldn't be. And I think he knows that. And if I'd, I'd beat him senseless if he told me he passed on him. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about splitting up and tag teaming this property? One take the cornfield exit, one take the... So cut? we... Yes and no. This farm was split on two sides of the road. He always left this side to me. Like, okay. your big boys are over there. You go do your thing. I'm going to hunt over here. And he two years ago, he killed five deer out of the same stand on the other side of the road. Good on him. Like... Just went ham. I don't know anybody else that's ever killed five deer out of the same stand in the same year. Do you? No. (laughs) No. I mean, that's insane numbers, dude. I mean. It probably could have killed more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not five. How many did Russ and Jess kill out of the same tree that night? Four. in one night. Four out of one night. That was pretty crazy. No, that's 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 an insane night. That's different. That's one night. Yeah. (laughs) So, long story short, somebody bought that section across the road. Didn't really play a factor into anything other than, yeah, we could kill deer over there. Yeah, we were good to hunt over there. The whole the whole spiel. This year's a little different because I had this side of the road set up the way I like to hunt. 
I've changed all that this year. You know, I've had like the one stand, I had uh, like a mobile stick set up in there. I'm taller than my dad. My dad's also a bigger guy. Anybody that knows my dad knows that. He can't climb a tree the way I can climb a tree. I stretched every stick as far as I freaking could to get as high as I could to get whatever advantage I could get. He couldn't do that. So I've pulled all of those down. I've put normal climbing sticks in there that he can, you know, he could hunt it. Sierra could hunt it. I can hunt it. it. They're all comfortable, accessible, you name it. So that, in a sense, has changed this year. Um, and he's looking forward to it. And I'm looking yeah. forward to it, too, because there is ways that we can now buddy hunt it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I, like it too. I, I think I'm with, I think, I mean, I was on this train last year, but I think I'm with Austin on this one. I think. If you're going to hunt that location there where that deer is coming just after dark. We call that our scrape blind set. The scrape, yeah. I would say uh, try something absolutely just erratic. Up, man. Like come in from a totally different area that you would never expect. That Dude, and that's can't see so like, you. They're really, I mean. He's seeing you somehow. Or I, I don't. or do the same access, but go in super freaking slow. Yeah, I'm talking one step at like you're still hunting. Yeah, I don't one step at a time. Well, see, and that's the thing. I mean, where that set is, it's basically on a side hill. In the very bottom, it's a creek. You got that the corn up top. Way down at the end of this draw, it opens up into this big ass fucking. I mean, it's that massive clear cut. I don't. I, there isn't very many ways to get in there. Can you take the creek in? I, yeah, I, dude, we're trying to break this down. No, I, mean, I can't. And okay, I. But now I'm a big fan of like traveling creek banks, and I if, and I get yeah. that. So we have a set down there too. Okay, cool. Walk past that set. You could, and I have. Yeah, but that creek basically makes a big horseshoe around this clear cut. Uh, okay. So I have in years past when I hunted that bottom, walked in from way down the road a mile and a half avoided the crop fields the whole thing to mm -hmm. get to that stand so i knew i wasn't bothering any deer in that field once i started hunting that edge of that clear cut i didn't feel like i needed to because i could get around it and felt pretty confident that i wasn't boogering anything yeah so could i go that way yes do i know that it make do i think hey maybe it would look at me <laughs> Try it. Yeah. What's what's he, what am I gonna lose? I would say either it. either I would go that method, change up your entry, or go in deeper. Catch him Something by deeper you mean what? Here. By deeper I mean cut the distance between where you think he's betting in the corn. Yeah. To the stand where you had him nine minutes after dark and cut that you, distance. You, okay, so, so realistically close, realistically be, I know it could yards. Yeah. But I mean we're talking maybe eighty yards. From where I'm at on this side hill set up. Okay, so don't to cut the, corn. the distance. Okay, but this is what I'm... That's, <laughs> Change your entry. That's it. These Final the, answer. The, these are the... These are the... I've thought... I Clearly, I think anybody listening to this right now can gather that I've put a lot into all of these two deer. I mean, these two deer have... You've seen them. I've lost sleep over these deer. <laughs> that's stupid to say, man. Like, no, I, I did. Uh, I have. No. But like... Sounds right. I live for these seven weeks. Yeah. I spend all year preparing for these seven weeks. And it's, I've been so fortunate over the past three, four years to chase not only one, but two deer of this caliber on the same farm. That just blows my mind to be even, I can understand like having that type of a deer on multiple farms, which we do. 
but I haven't put as much effort into those other deer on those other farms that I have these. I don't blame you. And there's so much that plays into that. Dude, like I said, just the landowner itself having that big of an investment in me and the investment I have put into these deer, it it helps that fire burn, man, because he wants, the landowner wants to see me succeed. Obviously, I want to succeed, which dad, whose dad doesn't want them to succeed? Like Sierra, same thing. Like if I'm hunting and those deer come in, I ain't shooting. No way. Everybody knows what those couple deer mean to me. And it's a lot. (laughs) And I would, I ate tag soup last year. I had a three-year buck streak going. And I had opportunity. I could have shot a buck at 20 yards, perfectly broadside, five minutes after daylight, opening morning. And I didn't. And he was probably 110, 115-inch seven-point. On film, as, as good as it could be. Yeah. And I let him walk. And my dad called me crazy. Like, why would you do that? That wasn't him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, You're playing the game of targeting it, yeah. certain And animals. I don't like to do that. Right. I've never really done that. I just haven't. Yeah, but it's different. It's all part of it. I mean, not only part of evolving as a bow hunter, but it's also part of, like you said, all this. It's the chase, man. Yeah, the time. It is the chase. Everything you put into these deer. Yeah. It's crazy. I love filling tags. I mean, I shot four does, five does last year. I didn't fill a buck tag, though. That's right. Did have five, I think. Yeah. Crazy. You know, so like. It's a good year, though, regardless. Oh, it's a great year. You had really close calls. Great year. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have changed a thing. Yep. And I was, like I said, I was, I felt like I was in the game on those deer right up until the end. You know, last year I only had, when it came to vacation time, I had a, the, the three day weekend was my only real vacation time. I took a Friday. I hunted Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I killed two does in that three day stretch. I had pictures of those deer in the, you know, in the daylight, hundred, couple hundred yards from me when I was in a different stand. I was in the game right up until the end. And I lost. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Postponed. I'm okay with that. You postponed it. That's all. You know, I just, it's, there's just something different, man. Just adding to the story, dude. Yeah, and that's just yeah. it. And that's why, like I said, I mean, that whole thing with the clover. We did four acres in one day. It's a lot. That's a lot. You're talking hand spreaders. It, yeah, like. and we're not talking like smooth sailing either. This was a stubbled cornfield. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> sucked bet. listen i did i did like a quarter to half about half an acre who i was huffing and puffing oh after goodness. half an acre i couldn't even imagine doing four yeah. acres yep crazy it's a lot of work it sucks. i wouldn't hopefully i and i'm not even though it's not there currently there's corn there now whatever i'm glad i did it then mm-hmm. oh yeah because if i didn't we'd be having a completely different conversation sitting here right now totally right Totally. What if they don't put that corn in? Then yeah. it's way different now. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I've kept picture, not every picture and video, but the good ones of these two deer for as long. I could pull up the very first time I got nubs on camera four years ago. I still have the video. And he was just this, I don't know, 15, 16 inch wide, little dinky eight point. Here we are hundreds of, like I said, hundreds of thousands of pictures later. And he keeps me up at night. <laughs> like, I mean, how do you how do you not though? If you're really in it for the right reasons, yeah. Which I feel like I am. Yeah. I and again, I fill my tags. I'm not opposed to shooting does. I shot two does last year. The second week in November, those were the opportunities that were in front of me. I had tags to fill. There wasn't a buck behind them. They were by themselves. I feel like I did no damage. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. Other guys may not think that way. 
I know I have I have buddies. They're like, dude, you're crazy. No way am I filling my dose. No. Why? That's why. Like, I try to fill as many as I can early because come last week in November or last week of October, early November, obviously we want to be chasing bucks. You're yeah. goal oriented right. at that point. But. That finger gets itchy, man. It I does. Know. But. The demons. They take over. If I have an opportunity and I feel like it's the right one, lone doe by herself, yeah. clearly not a buck behind her. If you can get a clean kill too, exactly. where you're putting them down within a hundred yards, dude, that's another thing. You're getting them out nice and clean. You're yeah. not causing a whole lot of ruckus. I have access to like to a golf cart, which makes it yeah. so nice because they're used to that. And yeah. and you got to realize too, like we talked about this already, but you also have a bajillion doe. Oh my so god! So it's not it's not the same as properties that most guys might be dealing with right now. You know, I have properties that might be forty acres, whatever. There may be. 10 total doe on that whole property I'm, so if i if i smack a big mature doe there's a good chance she was a breeding doe in mid-november so for someone like me early november or whatever i may not want to kill that doe on that specific property part. yeah totally different scenario yep. but but i'll tell you yep. what at the same sense same property if those two young ones come in together in a pair and mama ain't around they That's, might get an arrow. Bye -bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I Every might... situation is different, yeah, obviously. Definitely. And I mean, th like I said, this farm is just loaded. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. And it's probably to your detriment, to be honest. It, yeah. It, it, okay, so I'm just trying to do quick math. Over the past two years, three. let's go three years, Dad and I, off of that one specific farm, we probably killed... I'm just going to throw a ballpark out there. It's not exact, but I'm going to say anywhere from 10 to 16 does off of this place. It's not enough. Yeah. Like it's not. That's impressive. What do you think your doe to buck ratio is? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you. Like but 10 I, to 1, I can tell you. One. There's a lot. There is a lot of bucks yeah. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of good bucks. Okay. Like the years to come are not going to be bad ones. Like yeah. we have a lot of that decent up and comer class that's like, yeah. This well, is going to be fun. That's a good thing too. That then that you are holding off for two specific deer because you're giving yourself an opportunity. That buck last year that was one ten, one fifteen that you passed. Yeah, he could be a one thirty this yep. year. And, and I if you still don't want him, he could be a one forty five next. And year. that's not. I you know? I don't want to. I don't want it to sound that way. But no, that's the reality. But that's of the truth. Good quality deer management. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's yeah. not always like. That eight point I shot a few years ago with my recurve, 100 inch eight point. I'd shoot that deer with that boat every single day mm -hmm. of the week. Me and Joe, <laughs> me and my younger brother Joe last year had literally not named, but officially, but named the deer that I ended up shooting as the young stud. We told ourselves he was off limit. Guess what? That buck came in. Yeah. He looked really good to yep. me. I couldn't tell that no, was that sir. deer. He come in, he looked way freaking yeah. bigger. And guess what? I would not have taken that arrow back. For a second, mm -mm. I said I killed him. The first thing I did when I walked on, I was like, "Damn, I killed the young stud." Yeah, <laughs> you know, but like that shit's gonna happen. You, it is. You can't it regret it. No, and I don't. You know, I don't. Because at the end of the day, if I fill my freezer, I had a right. good year. Right, hundred percent. Like, who doesn't want to kill a big buck? Yeah. If he gets me going, I'm gonna let her eat. Yeah. It's just that simple. There's a lot of people that you know. You'll get the people that are. And I've heard this on other podcasts too. So it's, it's not original content, but a lot of guys say, Hey, you know, I'm a meat eater. I don't care about horns. First thing that's legal, I'm going to shoot. And to me, I'm like thinking, 
You know that you can buy dough tags for like seven bucks, right? Exactly. They eat exactly, exactly. the same. They have the same More times meat. than not, they probably taste a little they better. They might be a little better. <laughs> they might be a little better. And you can kill a lot more than one buck. Yes. You can kill a ton of dough. I killed five last right. year. Right. You can kill a ton. Five. I'm pretty sure I, I added up the tags I have this year. If I filled all my tags this year, I could kill 16 deer. Yeah. Like, that's freaking ridiculous. That I'm is. not going to do that. And no. But at the end but, of the day, if I really want the meat, you could. why am I going to go shoot a year and a half year old buck, barely legal yes. buck that, and, and to me, and I don't care if you do it or someone else does it, that's your yeah, deer, it, that's your tag. For me, that's not going to get me going. I've passed on a lot of those deer yeah. because it doesn't really excite me. And I'm, I don't want to just fill a tag. No, it's to, to fill, fill a tag. To I fill agree. a tag. I couldn't agree but with you more. But if it's a doe, I'm going to fill a tag. Exactly. <laughs> For deer meat. Exactly. So, so there's that argument, and it's like, well, you kind of throw that one out the window. But then, you know, the other part of it, too, is, all right, you're just a buck. You're just a meat hunter or whatever. So tell me this. buck, Two bucks come in. One's a barely legal eight I know point, exactly where you're going 80 inches, and the other one's a 190. Yeah, you're going to Which one are you going to shoot? Exactly. And you're going to sit there and tell me that you're just a meat eater yeah. or meat hunter. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Dude, no, you're not. No, you're not. If you had an opportunity at a really big buck, you would shoot the really big buck. Exactly. Here. I, like everybody else would. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, I couldn't. So, the, the, I guess the only situation where I've actually seen somebody literally shoot the smaller deer and not give two shits was the, the hunting public when uh, Ted did it that year. Yes. And I, was I know like exactly <laughs> the video you're talking about. <laughs> what the, are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? You have yep. two deer standing side by But in his defense... That deer gave him the first opportunity. Yes. And you that, can't really tell it on camera. No. Because you get that freaking stud in the back. And I'm yes. like, all right, he's going to shoot that one. And he shoots that little thing. And I'm like, Dad, why? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that was his hey, you know, first opportunity. And to be honest, kudos to him. A hundred oh, thousand percent. I mean, seriously. Because like we just said. He broke mm, the mold. Exactly. And there needs to be more of that. Uh, definitely. I, I believe that. Yeah. You know, and- I feel like I do that in my own ways. I shot a doe on, I think it was November 12th and November 14th last year. Yeah, crazy. One of them was out of the stand that both of those two deer were on in daylight the night before. Hmm. Lone doe, nothing clearly behind you. I shot her at 25. She died at 47. I drug her out with a golf cart. Yeah. Pretty clean. Can it get any cleaner? Yeah, that's pretty clean. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing. I know people are like, you know, oh, expandable, mechanical, and I'm not trying to get into that debate. I shoot a three-blade fixed blade. I shot a deer at 17 last year. She died at 27. I shot a deer at 22 last year. She died at 80. I shot one at 25. She died at 47. I think I saw all five of my deer last year fall over. That's, yeah. a, that's a big part, or it should be. If it's not, it should be a massive uh, the discussion, decision, however you want to word it on what you take to the field. Cause if I, if I had to go track that deer, even if it's 150 yards, you might be bumping him. What am I doing? Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I dabbled in the single bevel world for a few years. I had great results. I had terrible results when it came to blood trails. I, I watched every deer I shot with my bow last year fall over. It's a beautiful thing. No blood trail required. Now, with that being said, I will say the ones that I did follow for my own curiosity were phenomenal. Shot placement, obviously, 
mm-hmm. is the number one thing. I think that kind of goes back to the first part of our conversation, man. The amount that you shoot, dude, just really shooting them good. Yeah. Over and over and over again, rather yeah. than you only shooting a couple times throughout the year. You are very confident in your equipment. I am. You're laying it in there. The deer are dying within sight. I think that has a huge yeah, thing to be yeah. said for Yeah, it. I would say, I mean, regardless of what you put on the end of your, bro- you end just, of your air at that point, if you're putting that perfect shot on them every time, dude, you're just going to continue to lay them out. will take the cake in any conversation. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Accuracy is key. I don't care what you shoot. I don't. If you're filling tags, I'm happy for you. Yep. That's just the kind of guy I am. Any of my buddies that hunt with me will tell you that. I want everybody to fill tags. I want everybody to have good years. I, I don't keep, th- I don't, okay, where I hunt, the bucks that I'm seeing, that kind of stuff I may keep secret. But when it comes to information about my equipment, how I shoot, what I shoot, why I shoot it, I'll have that conversation with anybody. Yeah. I don't care about that stuff. The, uh, the end goal for me, for our group, is to fill tags. So if you're filling tags, I don't care how you're doing it. As long as it's legal, fill them. I don't care if you shoot mechanical. I don't care if you shoot fixed blade. I don't care if you shoot trad, compound. I don't. None of that matters to me. What about a double barrel airbow? <laughs> Is it legal? I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, then we may have an issue. <laughs> but I mean, that's just yeah. the kind of that's the kind of person I want to be when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I enjoy the hell out of this. I love every single aspect of it. I want everybody to be able to do that. Like, that's my biggest thing. I know what my dad did for me at a young age. And and just the simple fact that he even introduced me to this sport, I can't thank him enough for that because it has given so much to me. I mean, I'm only 27, but it's given me so many memories, so many life lessons. I could go on for hours about what what it means to me at, at at its root. But that's just it. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to fill tag. Who doesn't want to do that? And the guys that are like, oh, it has to be this way, or you have to shoot this arrow or this broadhead. I don't care about any of that. I don't. And I'll, like I said, I'll have that conversation with anybody. I've seen what you, the broadheads you guys shoot. I've seen them. I've held them. I know what they do. That's great. And if you're confident with that, that's even better. I spend a lot of time on my equipment. I spend a lot of time on my broadheads. That broadhead that I shot through that sapling last year down in 2B. It killed all four deer that I killed with a bow last year after that. Yeah. Thank God we found the expensive side. Killed a tree too. It it did. It might have. <laughs> yeah, you didn't it. add that sapling to your count. I was kind of upset because every time you kept saying five doe, you didn't say in a sapling. But all with fine. the same broadhead though. Yeah. And I'm not kidding because I, I know it's different because the, there is a slight defect, if you want to call it that, to the tip, which makes it noticeable. Other than that, you can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. The, the in the quality of those broadheads. You I mean, never know. You may have improved it, dude. I I literally <laughs> he sharpened it. That arrow was in what five pieces. Oh, we managed dude. to find the knock only because it was light lit up. Yeah, fifty yards in the opposite direction, and yeah. you just happened to stumble across I, yeah, the broadhead. The broadhead is on the piece of an arrow sticking straight up, and I'm like, hey, there's something white. Yeah. I think it was white, can't remember, but I was like, yeah, it looks like an arrow. Yeah, here, look, yep. up, there's the good there side. You get your, you get your insert. <laughs> I got the two important, head, yeah. I got the two most important pieces, light and knock and the broadhead back. Yeah. You got and I went on to kill four stuff. deer with that broadhead. That's awesome. Dude. And they, they, I don't know what you, do you have to sharpen your broadheads? I don't have to. Sometimes what I say, I, I tell everyone I mean, with those mine, are, what I do is I usually will clean them off, put them back together. 
and then I will take my little like broadhead sharpening thing. It's just like a little handheld. Yeah, thing. yeah, I know. What and you're I'll just run them a couple. Just okay. to get any like break that egg, basically. Yeah, yeah just you. if there's you know fatty tissue gotcha. on it, what just and all it does is it brings that sharpness. Cleans right, it, right. Yeah. So obviously, like I just said, I shoot a three blade one piece. I use a diamond stone, mm-hmm. dude. Even after blowing through a deer and sticking that in the ground four times over. That thing honed back up so fast. Yeah, it's nice. It was yeah. insane. It's like I've never had a head that I could resharpen that fast or that easily. I like I said, I dabbled with the single bevels for a while, and I really think that was the big difference. I shot them for two years. The first year, phenomenal blood trails. I mean, watching deer fall over, blood just everywhere. Year two, not so much. Killed three deer. Did not have a good blood trail. Hmm. Not one. Did shot placement play a factor? Maybe. I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying it different. It didn't, but I had drastically different results between two years. The only thing that I could really say that like, okay, this is, this might be why was I, and that's, it's terrible for me to say, but we're all human. I knew that I wasn't, whatever I was doing different, I don't think it was anything. I used the same sharpening methods that I did the year before. I wasn't getting them as sharp as I felt I should be. And I couldn't figure out why. I did the same thing that I did the year before, but I was getting drastically different results. I changed broadheads last year and what a difference. Yeah. So we're we're way up there on time. I know you probably have an early morning to work tomorrow. I want to put a bow on this thing. I want to take it to a point where I have a question for you because I'm wondering what the future looks like for Grip and Grip. And if we can expect any future YouTube videos back on the channel, what are you guys doing? What's the thought process behind it? How's the group looking? What are you thinking for Grip and Grin? Um, I mean, as long as I'm hunting, I'm going to be carrying a camera. I okay. firmly believe that. I I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, can it be a pain in the ass sometimes? Absolutely. There's a lot of days where it's like, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna carry the camera, and I, I'll be the first one to tell you that I've done that. And it never fails. The day you don't, it goes to that. It textbook, everything <laughs> goes the way it's supposed to. Where's the camera? In the truck. So uh, I guess I'll throw that out there that if you are filming your stuff, take your stuff. Every time. Every single time. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if you're tired and you're running on two hours of sleep. Take it because the day you don't, it will go right. I've, I've had it happen to me. Well, in that case, I'll. Take it all year, and then when I really want to kill something, I'm going to leave Don't it take in the truck. It. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's solid that cool. advice. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really. It's, and it, it's more. It's times. more than just that, though. It's such a useful tool, man. You get a marginal hit, or even if you think you drilled it, I can take that home, put it on a sixty-inch TV, slow it down. Okay, what's really going on? Confirm, deny. All right. Now, guess what? You've just wasted an hour. But you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. That's a huge tool. Absolutely. Even in the moment, but even after. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've went back and watched our own videos. It's like, you nicked a limb right there. I probably watched that video 20 times. And I just now picked up on that. It's such a useful tool. And it's, I mean, obviously, we're not doing it for anything other than we're just documenting our hunts, documenting memories. And YouTube just happens to be the platform that we can put them all on. Um... When it comes to videos, I have one in the in the mix right now. It just needs finished. Last year was a really rough year for us when it came to full videos. 
I only have one of my five kills, like true kill video that I could put a full video together, and that's the one I have at home. Um, there are other videos that are from two falls ago of dads that we just haven't got to. Um, we're not going away. There's a lot of content that needs finished, a lot of videos that need finished. Uh, there is, there's quite a few that need to be edited and put together. And really, it just comes down to we're editing our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we do them when we can. It's a hobby. Yeah. You know, like, 100%. I mean, that's, it's not any more than that. Hey, I'm not, I'm not against anything. God forbid or God willing anything ever comes of it. Great. I'm all for it. I'll go on that ride all day because I enjoy and I love what we're doing. Um, as for the group, man, life sucks. I mean, guys are getting married, having babies, you name it. Um, like I said, our 3D group, it was just me and dad. Yeah. So yeah. that sucks. I mean, for me, because I feel like, I mean, that's, you spend all fall with this group of guys. You hunt with this group of guys. You feel a tag early. All right, I'm filming you tomorrow night or whatever it may be. I don't really know where we're at. I know that they support us and will do whatever they can or will to mm-hmm. back us. And that's great. And I thank them for that. I mean, I'm always going to wear this name across my back now. I just am. I've, like I said, it may never ever change to be anything bigger or better or, but it's fun and I yeah, enjoy it. It's your baby. It is. And I will take it with me everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's funny because guys at the club are like, oh, there's a grip and grin boys. That's, we're not, that's what we're known as now. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I take a lot of pride in what we, what we do, even if it is just one or two kill videos a year. Um, I would take a lot of them videos that you don't have a full video and create a short. Yeah. yeah. YouTube shorts right now are, is the way to go if you want to expand anything in YouTube is the shorts. Drop shorts twice a day, once a day. Dude, I'm telling you, you start doing that, like just little videos. Interesting. You will blow up. We'll oh, to, yeah. We'll have to talk about that. At, we will. At a, at a later date for sure. Yeah. Um, it's the way to get. But no, I mean, I'm not going to stop. I know dad's not going to stop. Um, I mean, all this started as a joke to begin with. So. Mm-hmm. What's the point of stopping now, I guess? I like it, man. You know? I mean, it's just the truth. I remember I was a senior in high school. He'd come home one day from work. He was just watching YouTube videos all day. He'd be like, hey, I'm going to start. We're going to start filming our hunts. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, get out of here. <laughs> we did. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not a big name, you know? I mean, we're not. We're not either. <laughs> you guys are doing a lot better than we are. No, it's not. It's not a competition. Either. No, I don't mean it that way I at know. all. No, I'm just, it's a I, hobby thing, man. Dude, we totally understand the hobby. We side do. You just like, you love what you do. Sh- yep. Yeah, but shit gets in the way. And it I mean, does. That's why I ask because I, I enjoy your videos. I would watch your videos back in the day. I really did enjoy them. And I, we appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate guys, that. You guys are fun to watch. You, your dad especially, is freaking so much fun to watch. Oh, dude. And you get him behind the can and he just killing dough with the recurve. It's just like, yep. that's enjoyable to watch. And it's local and it's, we obviously know you guys. So we have a, a you know, a good connection there. But it's, yeah. that's why I wanted to know. I wanted to know if you guys were still, I mean, obviously you're still filming, but what the, you know, future was. There is, like I said, time. there's quite a few I have one in the works. It needs finished. It was the my last doe of the first season last year. I struggled, man. The first doe I killed last year, I had it all on film. Shot footage is garbage. Like, just too dark. And then at that point, I went back and rewatched it. And just stupid mistakes. Like, I watched the shot footage to review it right after the shot. I was like, ah, it's too dark. And then I never did a closing. Just something simple like that. Yeah. Finish the closing, like, bang, there's a video. Um 
we have talked about dad and I a lot about what we could do to in the off season, even if it's not hunting video, like whether it's 3d shoots or Mm -hmm. summer scouting or just other options on what we could do to put more out there. We'll talk about that too. Um, and I'm all for that. I'm all for it. Cause I even asked him like, and if it's just going to be him and I primarily this fall, um, we even talked about trying to put out like a weekly, you know, for seven weeks, obviously we'd be a week behind. I think you should. Um, but we've kicked that around too. I mean, it's, it's a vlog style you mean yeah i mean just a weekly semi-live yeah between him and i i mean it'd be i don't think it would be that difficult to manage footage from two guys yeah but when you know a few years ago we had six guys in Mm -hmm. the field with cameras it's difficult yeah you know and then not only then you got to get everybody together you got to get everybody's you got to download all this stuff like like, that's it was just too many people so we just Strictly, we just strictly went with kill videos. We don't have that number of guys in the field anymore with a camera. And it, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not mad. That's just how it is right now. Yeah, yeah. So, but that is something we've definitely talked about. And I, I enjoy the editing side. I wish I had more time to do it because um, there's a lot of things that I wish I could learn or mm. knew how to do that I think could improve our videos. I, again, we're not anything special. We're not a big name. We don't have anybody editing our stuff. This is all... It's all us, you know, and it's funny. It is so funny. You go back and watch some of our early videos. They're rough, <laughs> rough. We've come a long way. And I, it may not be a long way to a lot of people, but to us, just in our editing abilities, we've we've made some stride. And it's it's fun to do that. Yeah. I, we do it a lot. We go back and watch some of our older videos, which is the reason why we do it. In the first place. Exactly. Yeah. That exactly. Dude. Well, good. Good on you guys. I'm I'm hoping for the best for you guys as well, yeah. obviously. Um, but I think you'll kill it again this year. Get some videos out. We'll talk before I lose my train of thought. We need to end this one so we can talk about some other things I'd like to see you guys maybe do off air here. I'm all for it, man. <laughs> I Thank you guys for having me, seriously. And Absolutely. I mean, this, Anytime. we've talked about this for a while now and something I've looked forward to, like I said earlier, I know dad was really looking forward just to listening to this one. He loved being on with you guys. I know. He's I a good think dude. I he wish would, he could have come down. He we'll would have to get him down. It'd be a blast. Hit him up sometime. He'd do it by himself. My I'm man. sure. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just being completely honest with you guys. Like yeah, I said before we got on here, I will sit here and talk with you guys about this stuff for hours about anything. I don't care. Set up, scouting, hunting, cameras, you name it. You guys need somebody, even if it's just on the phone. Uh, You're in? Yeah. I call, like it. call me definitely. Up. And I, I like it. it's dude, I, it was an hour drive, but it's an easy ride. And uh, I'm I'm glad I got to get down here with you guys and Heck yeah. super so super excited uh, for this fall. Obviously, oh, yeah. our our kind of turned into our little annual trip. But uh, we'll have to work out the logistics on that one. Yeah, and I'm sure we will. That was impressive, dude. That was <laughs> Mr. Miyagi over here. <laughs> that was good. But uh, yeah, seriously, thank you guys for having for having me. Yeah, I, uh, I had a blast tonight, and uh, hopefully we can we can do it again soon. Dude, yeah. you're welcome back anytime. Go ahead, right now, plug everything. Tell all the social media, all the fun places people can find. I you mean, on. we are YouTube. Obviously, we just talked about that. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything's under Gripping Grin Outdoors. Very different variations for everything, obviously, but. Our logo is pretty di- pretty distinct. Um, bright green. Yep, bright green and G and G. G and G. G and G. And uh, hopefully, we'll be taking a lot of them gripping grin picks here real soon. Let's go. Love that. Love that. All right, guys. Well, until next week. The distraction is real. <laughs>